we not talk about family when family's all that we got everything i would do you were standing there by my side and now you're gonna be with me for the last hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode five fast five lap one 2011. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Snap-on Tools, tougher than concrete. Snap-on <laughs> Tools are the most valued productivity solutions in the world. Five does the work of 50, so did you get your box in time? I did. Now, what, what are some things you could do with these tools? I'm looking at the box. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Like, what, what kind of things could I do with this box of tools? You can uh, rebuild engines or use them in hand-to-hand combat. I, they're perfect solution for both. So, oh. Yeah. So if you ever, you know, need to fight the rock or take apart an engine block... You can do both with Snap-on Tools. So thank you, Snap-on. I've been wanting a set of Snap-on Tools for a long time. I appreciate the sponsorship. Thank you, Snap-on Tools. Yeah. I mean, the ratchet sets are really cool. You know that you know they're like guaranteed for life, and you can just like get a replacement oh. forever. I know that you're going to be using them a ton, and when you and when you might break one, but you won't because the craftsmanship is awesome. Then uh, you can just you know send it in, and they send you a new one for free for when I use them again. Exactly. So here we are, Fast Five, the pinnacle in cinematic history, maybe the best movie that's ever been made, the movie that introduced me to the series, the movie that made me fall in love with this franchise, the movie that made me arguably want to do this podcast. Yeah. Here we are, Fast Five. I'm excited. I I definitely have this one way up there for me like you know ranking wise i remember it's def it's way up there and um i haven't watched it a ton like maybe like 10 times 15 times so like in the grand scheme of things for me watching them this isn't like a super watched one i still found it super enjoyable this time around this was the first one that you saw in your box set right that's when you saw this first i saw this first because how did this get me did this they didn't do any of the first four but they did this and so i watched it and i was like i don't know what to make of this movie what did and they say to the podcast oh what did... they were in awe of it like they were like this movie is incredible and it was so good to them so good for them that they have gone on to cover six seven and eight so i watched five for that okay wasn't exactly sure how much i should love because i'm like i'm like this is kind of dumb but it's also a lot of fun yeah and then i went back from one and then went to five again i was like oh i am hooked (laughs) and then from here on out i saw all three in theaters awesome i honestly don't remember when i saw this one for the first time because i was so saddened by four that i think that i just watched this one like way after it came out at home somewhere when i saw it i did love it but i remember like people were like all stoked on it and they were like really excited to see it in theaters and stuff and i was like dude I was, I was not a huge fan of 4. Well, saddened by 4, not because Letty died, which, spoiler for the end of this movie, she did not die, she is back, but saddened because you did not like that movie, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, saddened because 4 was just, like, dude, just disappointing, man. Like, I was coming off Tokyo Drift, which I I loved, you know, and so when I watched 4, I was just like, eh, this, this was alright, it was just more storyline. It was kind of like that weird episode in the middle of, like, a really good series. Like, you get, like, the one that's just, like, story, and you're like, eh, I don't know how I feel about this one. But as we learned last month that weird little story in the middle is better than you remembered it was way better than i remembered so like yeah so i was going based off the old memory which is like you know i didn't i didn't like this too much so i wasn't super hype on five when it came out and once i watched it i was like this is fucking awesome and a little tidbit that we talked about on on boyfriend material right 
Didn't we talk about it on Boyfriend Material? Yes, we talked about it on the last episode that you and I recorded at the end of the two-hour episode of <laughs> The Nice Guys. Yeah, we talked about something that when I was watching this movie and, and when I made Rachel watch it, I described it as very much like Fast and the Furious meets the Italian job. And that's how I've always described this movie, because that's what it reminds me of, right? It's like a little bit of Ocean's Eleven kind of Italian job kind of feel. And you told me last episode of Boyfriend Material that... Yeah, we did the Italian job. Resident historian Mike Manzi, take a drink. Take a drink. Uh, He and I did the episode of Watch the Throne for the Italian job, and that movie made a lot of money, but apparently wasn't successful enough to get a sequel. But there was still a sequel planned, which was called The Brazilian Job. So that script got shelved, and then that got reworked to become Fast Five. So I am so glad in the sliding doors reality, as I said exactly I think the same thing on the episode of Boyfriend Material, and maybe even I'll watch The Throne. The Italian Job, which I do not like, which is a bad, dumb, shitty, sexist movie. I love it, but go ahead. I'm glad that that did not get a sequel, and instead we get this wonderful, incredible movie that is the height of perfection. It's it's awesome. Yeah, the pieces that had to fall into place for that to like be made, for them yeah. to write a yeah. sequel, not get it, and then turn it into, hand it off to Fast and the Furious, and then make Fast Five is so worth every other part of what you don't like about the first one. Absolutely. Yeah. 110%. This is an incredible movie, especially for what we're doing here, because this is really the first one where, like, the gang is literally all here together. They've hit the point in this one that they just give the audience what they want, right? Like, this is the first yeah. one that we just get everything that we want. You're going to get every fucking character that you've liked for the past four, like, all the best people. You also get the rock thrown in now. Everything comes together, and it's awesome. That's what, yeah, this is what happens, so. It's really, I mean, you mentioned this movie earlier, it's really like an Ocean's Eleven style where not only is it a big crew robbing a bank, or robbing money Police or robbing station. a vault or whatever. Yeah. But they even have, just like in Ocean's Eleven, because we just covered this for Cinemakers, oh, so you I did? just watched it in the last couple of months. Okay, cool. Yep. I haven't seen it in a while, also the first movies. Yeah. It's wonderful. You should see it again. In that movie, in the beginning, Brad Pitt and George Clooney are sitting at like a bar or a strip club or something, and they're like talking about how they need guys for the job, and they're talking in code, and they're like, I need a, I need a this, I need a that, like I need a Statue of Liberty, I need a this, I need yeah. a... Judy Garland, whatever, whatever they are. Yeah, yeah. And they all refer to different people. So here we have Brian, Dom, and Mia on that balcony. They're like, you realize you're talking about going up against the most powerful guy in Rio. And he says, yes, we are. And says, then we're going to need a team. They're like, we need a chameleon. We need a fast talker. We need a guy who's good with circuits. We need a couple guys who are going to punch through walls. We need somebody good for utilities and weapons. And we, know we need two precision drivers. And what's cool about this is that as they say that, we see the character. And the only one that we're not really a hundred percent clear on is when they say we need somebody who's good with utilities and weapons someone who ain't afraid to throw down someone to back up every position we just see somebody on a motorcycle yeah and then when everybody arrives at this garage we see giselle gal gadot wonder woman herself so han is the chameleon he's the one who can blend in everywhere he's the one who no matter i don't where think he, he really are, i think he would kind of stand out in a non-racist way han is like very distinguishable an interesting choice for the chameleon but sure go for it yeah it's like <laughs> you ever have you seen that guy around who's got like long luxurious beautiful hair who's always eating yeah he's like, like so he's so easy <laughs> to find yeah that's what yeah that's what i'm saying like the dude with long hair that's always eating snacks you'd be like oh yeah him i know him yeah, yeah i've seen him everywhere yeah but then they need a fast talker who's going to talk their way into or out of everything. That is, of course, Roman. Roman Pierce. They need a circuit guy, so he's the computers guy. That is Tej. Which, was he the 
yes, he was. You know, in two, he he was the one who rigged the bridge for the jump at the end of the race. See, because I imagine Tej is more of like a body shop kind of guy, but now that you think about it, I guess he was kind of the computers guy. He was. What's weird about the series, in the best way, is that as the movies go on, everybody is suddenly good at everything. Yeah, even playing yeah. that girl, Daenerys's handmaiden, essentially from Game of Thrones. Who's that? Who everybody falls in love with? The girl with the the big hair, uh, who is also the computer hacker, who comes in in six and seven and eight, I think. Okay, she's somewhere in. The- yes, 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 yes. You're right. It is yeah. Daenerys's handmaiden. I've never made this connection before. You're right. Yes. Fuck. Okay. Cool. Good job. My friend has a, such a huge crush on her. Yeah, she's, she's like, gorgeous. She beautiful. I agree. She's perfect. Yeah. So she comes in and she's like the computer hacker too. But like by that, so it's sort of like they set it up as. Tej sort of against her. They're both good at what they do. But then by the end, by eight, you know, we have Charlie Starring and we have all these different people who are like all crazy good computers. And it's just like everybody's like, Mia was good at computers at the end of it. I'm like, who the fuck spent all this time in computer school? You guys are all hackers. This is amazing. It's wonderful. Yeah. The other crew, they said they need the guys who punch through walls who are the twins, who I should I think we should know their names, but I think I'm okay just calling them the twins for this the lap. Twins is, the twins is fine. Yeah. Uh, they do an interesting kind of uh, Gone in 60 Seconds moment where like, not Gone in 60 Seconds so much, but the one guy like doesn't speak English the whole time. And then, like, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah, I speak English now. Yeah. And, like, perfectly clear English. And you're like, interesting. Your brother has more of an accent than you, and he was the one who was translating for you for, like, the whole first half of the movie, but go for it. Yeah, like, nothing in this movie is questionable anymore. That's one of the reasons why I love this five so much, is because they've sold you on so much craziness. This yep. movie, by the end of it, anything is believable, right? Because it starts out... Oh, sorry, I'm not I'm not distracting you. We can talk about the actual plot line later, but go ahead. So, everybody's good at computers. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We have... We talked about Giselle, and we need the two precision drivers, which, you know, Dom says, guys who don't crack under pressure, guys who never lose. And Brian says, oh, you know we got that. Um, <laughs> Which, of course, is them. What I love about this, though, is that the first, like, hour and a half of this movie, which is, like, two hours, ten minutes long, the first, like, hour and a half is them setting up this plot. Like, once they decide that they're going to rob Reyes, they're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to steal, like, little bits of his money, sort of like the Joker in the Dark Knight. Like, not steal the money, but just burn it in front of them. Yeah. We're going to toy with him, mess with him. He's going to take all of his money, put it in a, some kind of vault somewhere. They, they later find out it's the police station, which complicates things. Yeah. But their whole thing is like, okay, we're going to get him to put all his money in one place, then we're going to rob it all. Yeah, exactly. They spend the first 90 minutes of this movie setting that up, and then Reyes gets tipped off to them. You know, they sort of tip their hand. The plot gets thrown out the window. They're like, all right, we're Scrap just going to ram into it. <laughs> exactly. They're like, it's, this was the Fast and the Furious part of the movie. And then they're like, okay, we got the, the Italian job script. We're just going to run with this now. It's so good because like, I feel like a lot of heist movies, like you have plan A and plan A never really goes according to plan. Like, True. Unless you're Ocean's Eleven, it never goes according to plan. Exactly. But here, instead of having like some kind of like, you know, sneaky plan B, plan C, plan D or whatever, they're like, Oh, we're just going to take these, like, battering rams of, like, armored cars, ram into the police station, and then rip the bank vault out of the police station and drive it down the streets of Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. It's such a 180, such a U-turn, to use a car term, such a U-turn from what their original plan was that, like, if you were looking for reality, you'd be like, this is stupid, but if you're living in the Fastiverse... The Fastiverse? I like that. Is that the first time you've said it? Because uh, it, it just that that gave me some know. tingles. I got I got a little bit of tingles. I th- I like the Fastiverse. It, is that you? Did you read that somewhere? Or do you just say it? I feel like I've probably read it. I've definitely thought it. I may have said it, but it just makes sense. 
I like it. Fastiverse. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. We're going to keep that. Check. <laughs> Let's keep that one. <laughs> um, so this movie, it starts out right where 4 left off. We know at the end of 4 that Dom is going to jail. He's on the, the prison For trans- 25 years to life, I think, right? Like yeah. Like a long time. He's going for a long time. No early parole. No early parole. <laughs> no chance. Nothing. And he's on the prison transport bus, right? And that's, like, the end of the movie. Like, we see the prison transport bus, like, drive off, right? This movie starts out. He's back on the prison transport bus. It's driving. And then you see cars. And you're like, oh, fuck. Who is it? And it's Brian yeah. and Mia. And who else? Do we know? Uh, Han, I want to th- I I say. I think it's Han. I think it's Han. You're right. I think it's Han. It's, like, those three on the bus. So they just do, like, some wacky fat. Like, we're thrown right into an action movie, right? Yeah. We're just, like... In the middle of it, they continued right where they left off. It's perfect. Yep. How many years apart were these movies? Uh, I think it was 2009, 2011. So I want to say two years. So like two years apart. Like you were like waiting in the theater for two years, essentially. Yep. And yep. then like all of a sudden, like, boom, right where we left off. It's a perfect way to start the movie, right? They do all kinds of crazy stuff. They do crazy driving. And Brian does this like six stop move. The bus just flips like perfectly over his car very dom-esque i don't want to say it flips over the car i feel like it sort of flips the bus like it's unclear i feel like as little sense as it makes it sort of feels like the bus hits the car and like then like continues no no it doesn't touch the car because there's like a part where he like stops and like the bus just flips like perfectly rainbows over it so what you're saying is he pulls a channing in the end of supercross yeah. Yes. That's exactly what. That's exactly <laughs> what I was getting at. I know. I know. Jeremy Lin was watching Supercross and was like, "That. That's what I want for this movie. We're gonna do that." Yeah. So I, I, I've edited this out of past episodes. I'm not editing this part out. It's Justin Lin. Jeremy Lin is the Nick. Justin. Sorry. Lin is well, the fuck. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's. I mean. <laughs> I'm just gonna call him Jeremy Lin from that. Like, it's, it's the first one. I and I, I said it when I was like watching the movie. I was like, oh, Jeremy Lin. I was like, oh, fuck, that's not his name. And then when I got to the end credits, I was like, Justin Lin. I was like, okay, cool. I'll re- try to remember it. And then I just said Jeremy Lin again. At one point on one past episode, you said Jeremy Lin. I just like edited out the word Jeremy. So you're just like, oh yeah. And then Lin did this, and I was like, that sounds weird for him to say that, but it's not wrong. Yeah. So I'm gonna leave that in there. But you can Justin. let me. You can let me sound like a moron. I mean, I've done, said, said a lot worse. But I, don't, stuff. but I don't catch it in real time. So I catch. I caught it here just to make you sound real smart for our audience thank you i appreciate i appreciate all the diligent editing that you do to make me sound smarter than i am speaking of our audience a couple favors right off the top of the bat a few things we'll just drop right here at the top good we've got a facebook page facebook.com slash too fast too forever yes go like that Go check out all the wacky shit that Joe puts on there. Possibly drunk. Mostly drunk. He can't say wacky shit. He's going to have to say wacky stuff, because I don't let him curse on that page. Yes. That's number one. Yes. Number two, we've got an email address, family at cageclub.me. Email us pictures of cars. Email us your thoughts about the series. Email us whatever you want to say. We will read anything on air. And then number three, the third and final ask, go to iTunes, go to wherever you listen to podcasts, rate and review us. This is the podcast that's going to go on forever. It's not going to be a short circuit. It's not going to be a closed lap. It's going to be, you know, an endless race. This ain't no 10-second race. No. We would like for more people to find us, so go rate and review Subscribe if you're not. Go spread the gospel of Too Fast, Too Forever. Please, please. Apparently, some people are, like, slowly, organically finding it, and that's exciting for us. You know what? On that note, we didn't we didn't talk about what we've been up to. No, we have our first segment, our extracurricular activities, which 
taken from Tokyo Drift. What? He said, I'm doing some extracurricular activity. So what has been going on in your life since we last recorded one month ago? You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know what's, I don't know what's been going on. I went... You've gone places. I've gone some places. I used some airline miles to get really awesome hockey seats at Madison Square Garden, and I got to sit very close. And if you I saw would, you on TV, if you would have known that, yeah, if the if, if our listeners would have known that, they could have seen us on TV, seen me on TV, me and Rachel. Yeah, and it was a really good time, and we got pretty drunk. I remember, I remember some of the game. We, like, it was a very interesting game, really fun hockey game. I was glad that we went there. What else did we do? Oh, we went to. Well, so hold on before, before you move on from that. You were mes- we were Facebook messaging each other, and I'm like, I think I see you. You're like. I put my arm up, you know, and I looked, and literally every time the puck went by you, you put your left <laughs> arm up in the air. You were like, yeah, yeah, here I am, here I am, here I am. Yes. And I was like, yes, very clear. I was looking for two people in bright yellow Penguins jerseys, but Rachel had gotten a Jameson jersey? She did, and she was also wearing a black jersey that night. She had she had gotten a free Jameson Irish whiskey jersey as yeah. part of the free tickets that we had. It was like just like in the suite when we got there. She took that. She wasn't wearing that. She saved it. But she had a black jersey on, so she was less distinguishable than I was. And yeah, every time the puck would come around the boards, I'd put my hand up so that everybody that knew I was there could see me. You're like, I don't think I see you, but there's some guy that keeps putting his hand up. And I was like, oh yeah, that's me. Well, because I, I thought it was you, but then I was also looking for two people yellow side by side. And so I was like, yeah. there's just the one guy in yellow, because there's nobody else in yellow around you. Exactly, like, just, yeah. But it also like wasn't people around you who like, it felt like from TV, people who didn't really necessarily care about the game, they were just there for like the great seats. Like it didn't yeah. seem like there were like a lot of blue around you either like it just sort of seemed like a sea of black yeah that's the that's the thing with like madison square garden i mean like if you're sitting close at madison square garden or like if you're just even at anything at madison square garden you're gonna get like a lot of like just rich people that are just like there for a thing to do right so like the closer you sit the less the people are actually fans and i was there to get drunk and watch hockey and they were there to like be seen and stuff so to each their own i had a fun time you also went to another hockey game last night i did i went to i went to one in brooklyn for the islanders so i went to that i've been doing i've been doing lots of hockey lately i mean it's like you know it's kind of wintry here We've been getting some snow. It's actually snowing tonight. It has been a brutal month of snow. It's we've gotten, we have basically had no snow before March, and we've gotten like a total of probably like two feet of snow in March. Like it's been so much snow. Yeah, it's been a lot of snow. Um. Oh, also, it went, before my hockey trip, I got to go to Ivan Ramen. Do you know what this place is? Did you know what this place was? No, it's a ramen shop. Ramen, ramen place? It is, but it was actually on Netflix's chef's table. Like, oh. yeah, the guy Ivan, I forget his last name. He's like this Jewish guy that like left and moved to Tokyo. Oh. Not to learn how to drift, but how to learn how to make ramen. And he like um started this successful ramen shop in Tokyo, then came back to America and opened a ramen shop here. And it was like really incredible ramen. It was so fucking good. If, you've, if you're a fan of cooking shows and you somehow have never watched Chef's Table on Netflix, it's gorgeous. Have you ever watched any of it? I've seen the first episode, I think. I think it was the Italian cheese episode. Yeah, the Massimo from um yeah yeah Yeah, i forget the name of his restaurant but yeah he's he's really cool too i want to go there when i was traveling like one of the things i've been trying to do is like check off like kind of some michelin star restaurants and like some fun stuff that i see on tv if i go anywhere i usually look at like what bourdain went to like i'm a 
foodie barbecue head. We cook a lot. We make a lot of sauces and stuff. Yeah, like when I drove cross country, I was looking at the man versus food places, not exactly the crazy big food places, but like the. I mean, sometimes I'll go to those places and get something else, but like usually like the two cool local spots he would go to before he would go to the whatever place has like the five pound burrito or exactly. You know, yeah, hundred chicken. Wings it's a really good if you if you like like the show or like the guy. This is why I do the Bourdain ones. Like I go yep. to everywhere he goes on like no reservations and stuff. Like not all of them look appealing to me, but like he's gonna find some cool little spots. So when we were in Europe over the summer, I just made a map of like all the Bourdain places in the cities that we were going to, and I would hit a few of them, and they're they're fucking awesome. Like he usually yeah. is like hitting like really great places. So you know it's not like you're following around Guy Fieri or something. It's like, if you, no offense if somebody likes Guy Fieri, but those were two things that I remember that happened recently that were super fun for me. What what has been going on with you, my friend? Still something that I can't talk about yet because it's not closed yet, and I don't oh, want to jinx oh, it. Oh, interesting word choice there. Using some That's uh, a little hint. Verbiage. It's a little hint. Okay. I did go see a hockey game without you since last we recorded. We recorded. I went to the second Devils game I went to this year, Devils versus Golden Knights, the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. In New Jersey. Jersey, Golden Knights won. My friend who has season tickets to the Devils, big Devils fan, very disappointed, <laughs> continue to be disappointed as they are probably going to slide out of the playoffs after they've held the playoff spot for the first 70 games, according to him. Yeah. I am personally excited because baseball season is knocking on the door. Really? By the time this is episode, it? By the time this episode launches... It will have been opening day. Will have passed. Wow! It's baseball season. If you try hard enough, <laughs> but we have our fantasy baseball draft. There you go. The drink, drink. <laughs> Keep drinking. Go ahead. I have one other thing. What was the other thing that I wanted to say? Else, went out on St. Patrick's Day just with a friend. Uh, I did not. So there's this really cool place in New Brunswick uh, called Destination Dogs, which is like a hot dog place. But we went there. Ooh. It's like a bar. Like it's like a nice bar. They have Cane High Head on tap, which is delicious. Or oh, yeah, Cane Cane Brewery. They have Cane Head High on tap. They have a lot of beers on tap. Like, it's awesome. Like, if you come down, we can go there. If we ever go to, like, a bar instead of just breweries because, like, it's cool. Also, they have 30 different kinds of hot dogs, like, different cities, different countries. What do you mean by 30 different kinds? Are there, like, turkey dogs and chicken dogs? So I got, like, a Chicago-style hot dog, which is, like, the celery salt and the onion and the mustard and all that. But they have, like, an Australian one, which apparently is kangaroo meat. Ooh, very they interesting. They have all different ones. kinds of meats. Okay, that's what I was curious about. I wanted yeah, to know if they yeah, yeah. interesting meats or just, like, arrangement of toppings. Both. Cool. So I would say maybe about a third of them are beef hot dogs. Yeah. I had a beef hot dog. But there's a lot of, like, bison, there's alligator, there's Ooh, kangaroo. Very interesting. Okay. Where the fuck do you even get a kangaroo hot dog? Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. The hot dog was, you know, for a place like that, I would imagine it would be expensive, but it was like five bucks or something for my hot dog, which came with chips on the side, so... That's not terrible. No, it's not terrible at all. We live close to New York City, so any prices like that are not too bad. Exactly. Did I do anything else in the last month? Let me look at my calendar real quick, see if anything else of note popped up. No, I think that was it. That was pretty much it. So, I mean, next month, hopefully, bigger news, exciting news, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so for now, that was extracurricular activities. Back to the show. Back to the show. Back to the show. So, this movie we were talking about as we were both watching it. We just, it we just went through the beginning. So quotable. Like, every line in this movie is perfect. Yeah. Honestly, I think this is probably the most quotable Fast and the Furious. I didn't realize how many quotes I get from this one, but there's a ton. And it's just there like, there's so many serious Dom moments. Do you want to go through like chronologically or do you want to just 
sure. hit into the quotes? What do you want to... We'll just, we'll figure it out, because I have, I took more than four pages of notes. We are not going to go through all of them no. on this episode, because we're going to be talking about this forever, so I don't want to burn it all here. Don't want to burn the rubber, if you will. Ah. <laughs> the one thing I do want to point out before we get going is that the beginning, I forgot how quick the breakout of Dom was. Like they just it's flip the band. They, it's they like flip five the bus, minutes in, and then they just get him. Yeah, yeah. Also, they they do a lot of really interesting cutscenes in this one. You see the van flip. They specifically say that there's no fatalities, and I was like, oh, cool. Maybe a lot, not a lot of people die in this one. Wrong. Yeah. Later in the movie, police officer is talking to Reyes, and he says about the Rock, he's killed sixteen of our men, and I was like, oh, okay. Like that's <laughs> a lot. And then by the end, you know, the end scene where they're hurling the safe through the streets of Rio, we don't really see people other than crooked cops die. But like, you know, including the crooked cops, like there's got to be dozens of people die. Dozens. Millions of dollars in streets damage and damage to the city. Like it is a mess. Yeah, it's really, really crazy. I agree. Like I was saying that you get these interesting cutscenes. The bus flips, and then Dom's just with them. They'll let you make a logical jump yes. in these movies a lot more. I've noticed it a lot more in five than I ever have before. Well, like, halfway through the movie, they go, they're like, we need fast cars for this heist. And they go to what's essentially the first movie, or like a Tokyo, like, it's the home of what we've seen Street in the racing. first four movies. Yeah, exactly. It's like, a lot of gorgeous people, cool cars, all there to race. And then we don't even see the race. We just cut back to the garage, and they've won the race. And I'm like, oh. Did you feel kind of blue-balled by this? I did, but at the same time, I was like, this is pretty cool. It was pretty cool, but, like, we've hit the divergence for sure at this point where, like, they're like, we're not just a street race movie anymore. Because you totally miss... Because how many street races do we actually get in this movie? I remember one. We get the cop... The When they're, the four of them are in the cop cars. That's and they're, it. Like, the only one? Yeah. And it's just, like, a quarter mile, and it's more of, like, a character-building joke. It's not even really, like, yeah. that much of a race. Like, it's... Yeah, so we don't get the whole street racing that we we, we were so accustomed to like because in four did we get any real street races in four because it was most of them just driving around the streets maybe they got some cars i don't remember already i think they like, I'm street race remember they street race for some cars or they street race the cars at the beginning to like get the driver's spots yeah because it was a street race at the beginning so we got like one or two but we didn't have like none essentially as we have here right yeah. But we also, I mean, they do go get the faster cars. There is a lot of driving in this movie. There's a lot of the test Tons driving, of driving in the track. Yes. There's the big, like, the final action scene in this movie is probably 15 minutes. Like, it it's is long. a long scene. It so, like, is. there's a lot of action. There's a lot of driving. It's just not the kind of action and the kind of driving that we've seen in the first four movies. Yeah, and it's good. And it's it's not like it's not enjoyable. So, I mean, I was I was pretty happy with it. You don't get the same kind of driving and it's and it's kind of weird. What was your what was your vehicle count for this one? Oh, so but before we get there, Go what ahead. I want to say is that at the very beginning of the movie, bus flips, we cut to the news broadcast, no fatalities, the only person missing is Tom. I don't know, did you ever watch Parks and Rec or no? Yes, I did. A lot of it. I don't think I've seen every single one, but I've seen a lot of it. Did you recognize someone from this opening little montage? Oh, no, I didn't. Who was it? One of the reporters is the actor Jay Jackson, who plays Purd Hapley on Parks and Rec. There you have it, a shockingly unshocking press conference in which a recently unemployed woman said nothing of importance. I'm Purd Hapley, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. And he's basically playing the same thing here. He's just a, he's an on-air reporter 
covering this, and I was like, is that Perd Happily? Yep. And if you click on his IMDb, the thing he's apparently most known for is this movie. Oh, so really? I don't know how that's exactly worked, you know, because he's, he's, he's in a bunch of Parks and Rec episodes, like probably like 10 or 12 or whatever. You know, his number one thing on the of the four is Fast Five. So I was like, yep, that's him. That's really, really crazy. I guess it's just by like viewed and because IMDb is like mostly movies, that makes sense. Yeah. But oh, that's really crazy. Yeah, I definitely know this guy and I didn't realize that it was him. That's really cr- good job good spot in terms of vehicle count as you asked i have it depends on how you break it down but i have at least five major different types of vehicles okay what what do you i I got the first one which Which is the first new one is a fucking train oh well before that before that i'm starting all these from scratch i mean like okay five necessarily new ones but obviously we have cars cars which is obvious you know and also later we get a lot of police cars really like the first time like we know cars and bus about that later does bus count this car. Bus counts. I have bus down. Okay. The train, like you said. Yeah. We've got that flatbed truck for the heist. Yes, that was a very interesting, like, kind yeah. of flatbed, kind of military vehicle, kind of dune buggy type situation. And the last one of note that I wrote down is the Rocks SSD. Dip- oh, no, DSS. Diplomatic Security Service. So his armored cars, those things that they use to great benefit in this movie. He's always smashing the things. Yeah. That was my fifth major vehicle type in this movie. Do we know what this is called? That was the ones that I I, I noticed the train and I got all excited because we had a new vehicle. Because, like, we've never really seen a train before. Well, no, 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 no. We did in the first one. They jumped that train in the first one. Remember they jumped in front of it? you're right. You're right. But they weren't, like, never, like, on a train or, like, in a train. Right. There was a train just that happened to be there. There was, like, nobody was, like, on the train. Let's, right. What's the fuck? Do we know what the name of the rocks, like, thing is? Well, so it, it reminds me of, like, a Batmobile, and I think that kind of Batmobile is called, like, the Tumbler, maybe? So I'm not sure if that's the best name for it, but it's something similar like that. I'm on Car Movie Database, and I don't know what it's called. I can't find it. We know we're talking about the, like, truck thing. I just can't find... Oh, it's an Armet Gurkha F5. Oh, what is it? so what exactly is that? I don't, that's some fucking kind of <laughs> I don't know. It's apparently it's only been in a couple movies. Utility vehicle. Let me look it up. All right. It was designed by Canadian company Armet Armored Vehicles, Tactical Off-Road Vehicles, and it's like a, it's called like a luxury tank. Yeah, apparently they sell a fuck you can get them like really cool options too. Like people do like interesting things to them. But yeah, Cool. What I was going to say is that we have, very early on in terms of the reunion, it is a bittersweet reunion by the way that it shakes out, but Vince, back from the first movie, yes, we do gives me a big hug, then looks at Brian and says, Buster. Yeah, the Buster. He's still there. And it's like, that's the nod you get at the beginning of the movie, like, look, you're going to get everything you want here. If Vince comes back and calls Brian a buster, I was ready. That's, like, the point that I'm sold at right there. I love it. Again, another early quote is that after they meet up with Dom, Dom says to Brian, how's it feel? He says, what's that? He says, to be on the other side of a wanted poster. Ooh. Love it. I love it. When Vince is talking to Dom, the whole point was, okay, so they they were trying to steal these cars from a train okay that's yeah. like the that's this is like the first subplot kind of right it's a it's 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 a very simple plot that's also like super convoluted almost for no reason yeah so so they they meet vince brian and mia meet vince 
and Vince is like, I need some drivers. Well, they meet Vince because they get out of, they get out of the U.S. after they break Don out because they're yeah. wanted by the feds. Yes. So they go to Rio where there's apparently extradition. Maybe there's enough jurisdiction that The Rock and his DSS are able to come down, ostensibly arrest them and bring them back. Yeah, but they also can hide there. It, yeah, interesting. They're in Rio. They run into Vince. Vince is, like, yep. living in kind of squalor, but he's happy. Right. Because he's kind of hiding, too. Well, because he's got a wife and a kid now. We get the first nod that, like, when they meet them, Mia starts puking. Vince's wife is like, does he know yet? Nine minutes into this movie, we're like, oh, Mia's pregnant. Okay. Yes, exactly. So we're like, okay, Mia's pregnant, but nobody else knows besides Vince's wife and Mia. And we find out that they're like, okay, we need some drivers. We're going to go steal these cars. It's going to be real easy. Wrong. But Go ahead. we need Dom. But we need Dom, and they're like, well, he's not here yet, and like, we don't know where the fuck he is. And also, not only that, but Mia's like, we don't want to bring Dom into this because he's wanted. Like, he's really wanted by he's the like, Yeah, he's like really, really a fugitive right now because we like broke him out of jail, essentially. But then Dom shows up. He's on the train already, right? No, no, no. He pulls up in the car up to Vince's house. Oh, okay. I miss it. I feel I felt like he was on the train already for some reason. Well, Dom's also not on the train. Dom's on the car. The only people on the train are Brian and Mia. No, Dom's on the train. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. When they go back to like steal the cars, Dom's like in the train with them. Dom is outside on the truck and they they use the the, the plasma cutter to get in and Dom's there. And that's when Mia and Dom hug. Yeah. But they're like together on the train. They're in the train car. They're in a train car together. No, Brian and Mia are. Dom's not. Yes, he is. Because he sends Mia. He goes ladies first and puts Mia in the car, and then she's the first one to leave out of the... Uh, yeah, but he comes on from the truck. He doesn't. He's not on the train to start. Oh, yeah, but I mean, like, he eventually is on the train. I thought that he just, like... No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm saying the only people on the train from the start are Brian and Mia, and then Dom shows up with Reyes' crew on that truck, on that, like, dune buggy thing. Yes. Then they cut in... Dom goes in and then they get him out. We're agreement there. Okay. I'm just saying Dom wasn't on the train from the jump. No, he wasn't. He didn't have a ticket on the train. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. A lot he of arguing a about nothing. So yeah, so he wasn't on the train. I thought... I just I just feel like after the Supercross episode, like when I know something to be true, I need to prove that it's true because otherwise I'm gonna look the fool on every episode. Why? Because I was like, I know for a fact that this is when that scene happens. This is when she gives that declaration. You're like, no, it's this other scene. I was like, all right, you're right. When I'm right, I gotta make sure I'm right. <laughs> okay. Small victory. My whole my whole thing was I didn't think Dom pulled up to Vince's house. I thought that when they cut the side of the train, because Dom does not have a ticket, that he goes in and, and that's why they hug, because like, that's the first time Mia and Brian see him. I think that might be the first time they see him. I'm not exactly sure how it all plays out, and I literally just watched this movie. Yes, yeah, But I think maybe Brian and Mia leave to go on the train, and then Dom pulls up to the house. Okay. And he and Vince drive to meet up with Reyes' crew to then jack the cars. Okay, fair. Because when they cut into the car, that is when he and Mia embrace, and like, oh, hey, you're We haven't seen each other in a while, yes. Okay, cool. That's the whole point. That's the only thing that I was getting at. And so the whole point of this heist is they're stealing three cars. Vince thinks it's for... Well, Vince knows what it's for, but Vince tells the guys, this is only for... It's these three cars. We're getting rid of the cars, whatever. But it's actually for this GPS chip, this computer chip. It's in the radio, in the Ford GT. Right. Because it has all the drop-offs and the dead drops and the, like, the coordinates of all the money, all the drug routes, everything. So it's basically the master plan to Reyes' drug enterprise on this chip. And Vince knows what it's about, and he later steals the chip after they, you know, we're jumping ahead for a second, we'll come back. But he steals the chip, and Dom's like, almost wish I didn't see that. 
Almost. Yeah. It's Vince is like, they only need the chip. I'm going to bring the chip to them. And that's what it all... But like, it's basically, this chip is the brains of the operation. And that's when they have the idea to like, because Reyes' crew kidnaps Don and Brian and, you know, puts Mia in jeopardy, we're going to get back at him. Yes. Vince delivers one of my favorite lines in the movie right there, where he looks at Dom and goes, where's Letty at, Dom? And I was like, oh shit, because you know what that reminded me of? Where's Wallace at? Where's Wallace at, String? That's exactly what I thought. Where Wallace at? Where Wallace at, String? That's the first thing I thought, and I was like, oh. And I really thought Dom was just going to murder Vince right there, but he, he held back. Very possible. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, the train job goes bad, because one of Reyes' guys is like, I'm taking this car. And then I think that's when Dom's like, something's up with Ladies this. Ladies first, yeah. And he's like, let me get Mia out of here. So yes. he puts Mia in the first car so that if... And tells Mia to say, go lay low until you hear from me. And she drives off the other way. And then they all freak out. And there's a fist fight. Brian jumps off, sort of battles a guy with him like a mini blowtorch. Like shit hits the yeah. fan in a hurry. And then eventually, after like a five minute battle, which is a great scene. And then they like drive the truck halfway into the train car. The truck crashes into the train, yes. And you get this great shot. This was so well coordinated that the truck, I'm like doing it with my hands right now so I can see it myself. Cool, that the okay. train, The train, yeah, so just picture this in your head. And the train is yeah, going, yeah, yeah. the truck's stuck there, but like the back left wheel of the truck is like perfectly lined up so that the tire spins with the train. And I was just like, oh shit, that's like really well engineered. <laughs> like they made it just, it's like very aesthetically pleasing. I was like, oh cool. Like the, the tire's still spinning it's like on the ground and it's like stabilizing like the truck attached to the train on the side i was like this is pretty cool but dom gets out in the third car brian is in peril dom is able to he's save hanging him. he's brian, hanging from the truck yes. they're careening toward a bridge and then brian jumps off just in time before the, the truck explodes there's a big fire explosion and we think they're gonna be i'm like okay cool like dom's gonna save yeah. him and dom just like fuck it we're just going off this cliff and they just jump yeah. the cliff. They just fucking yep. tra- jump the car straight into the fucking river. And I'm like, okay, wow. That's and they're not okay, what I was expecting. But they get captured by Reyes' guys. Yes. They're in there, and Reyes is like, what, do, what does he say to them? He's like, they chain them up. They're like hanging by their wrists. What is like the premise of this? What does he tell them he needs them to do or something? Oh, well... <laughs> So what I don't have I don't know if I have that written down. No, I definitely don't have that written down. I have sort of the a vague idea thing, but like they're hanging there because they're both like chained up by their wrists. Yeah. Dom says to Brian, he's like, had to make a call, huh? Shitty call, O'Connor. Shitty call. <laughs> and just like you know, even in this thing where they're about to get tortured and killed or whatever, or you know, they're gonna go hunt and kill Mia. Things are bad. Like he still has to give it to Brian, which I sort of love. Yeah. Reyes basically says, Dom, your sister's really beautiful. It's going to be a real shame what I have to do to her. And, like, it's this familial threat that ticks Dom off or whatever, like, gives him, like, Hulk rage. Yeah. And he and Brian break out, and then... Escape. How do they break like, out? I, I, I can never, like... I don't like, know. They, I don't okay. know. So just, like, logical joke. Because I, I, I felt like I missed it. Like, I, like, watch it, and I was like, huh, they're out of it now. Like, because it was, like, a three-second scene, and they're just, like, not hanging from their wrists anymore. And I'm like, they got out of here, and I don't really ever remember how. So now we have set up as this, our family versus Reyes, that everybody's safe, everybody's escaped, but now they want to get vengeance on Reyes for capturing them and threatening Mia. Meanwhile, because the three cars had been seized by the DEA, because Reyes is this drug kingpin, yeah, the DEA, the FBI, whatever, you know, U.S. government officials call in the DSS, call in The Rock, call in Hobbs himself, 
yes. who is dripping sweat in literally every scene in this movie. He comes in, guns blazing, and he is the best cop. Like, he is a great, great cop. Like, Brian was always, like, a good cop, but Brian always had a tendency to do bad. Hobbs is, like, the best cop that's ever lived. He's Old Testament, is what they describe him as. Blood, bullets, wrath of God. So, exactly. yeah. But the first thing, I maybe the first thing that comes out of The Rock's mouth is, all right, listen up. The guys we're after are professional runners. They like speed and are guaranteed to go down the hardest possible way, so make sure you've got your thunderwear on. I was like, thunderwear? <laughs> yes. Holy shit. We find them, we take them as a team, and we bring them back. And above all else, we don't ever, ever let them get in the cars. And I was like, this guy knows. Like, he knows what he's doing oh, he and knows. also how to gain the advantage. And then, very important, he needs a partner down here, and he recruits a young rookie cop named Elena... Hmm. Which is very interesting that he's... Very interesting. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to find the the least qualified person for this. But is the least qualified or the only qualified person? Because he yeah, knows guess. that Reyes has literally every other cop in his pocket. To the point where Reyes is storing his personal drug money in a police station. Like, he owns that entire police station. Yes, but The Rock, knowing Elena's history knowing that she only joined the force six months after her husband was killed in the line of duty, as a young cop, knows that she's unlikely to be bought, that she's like a straight shooter, she can't be compromised, and he brings her on, and it works. I mean, aside from the fact that, that she essentially saves Dom a couple times. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You know, aside from that, uh, she's not in Reyes' pocket. So, like, yeah. The Rock's instincts were mostly right about her. She's not in the criminal enterprise that... <laughs> that they're chasing, but she slowly becomes part of the Toretto crew. Well, we've learned through these first four and a half movies, as we're talking about this fifth movie, that the way to get in with the crew or the way to, you know, make good with the crew is to either have your life saved or save your life. Like Giselle in the fourth one is a bad guy. Dom saves her life. She's not part of the team. Here... Dom saves Elena's life, they're basically, you know, they're on the verge of making out. He saves a couple Letty's lives. body is still cold. It's still warm. Yeah. Like, Letty is barely dead. This woman, we found out, her husband died. You know, she's basically avenging her husband's death by being the best cop she can be. Yep. Dom saves her life. They're almost making out in the streets. Like, they don't kiss, but, like, they are very intimate. And throughout this movie, they're going to continue to save one another's lives. And this is not the end of the story for Dom and Elena as the movies go on. No. First thing I noticed, like, Hobbs shows up. This one has way more guns than any of the other ones. Like, off the jump... Well, yeah, because we are firmly in action movie territory now. Yeah, exactly. So we get, like, way more guns. They do the whole, like, Hobbs kind of chases Dom around for a little bit, and they're, like, breaking free, and then they decide... We get to the part that we had talked about. Like, they're, like, on the roof... They had figured out about the chip, and they're like, we're going to steal all the money. And they're like, okay, now we're, now we're going to turn it into the Italian job. Well, it's not before The Rock shows up to Vince's place, and there is rooftop pursuit. Yeah, that's what I was like talking about. Chase he chases them. Yeah. And one thing I wrote down, I don't know if you caught it, but another movie that you and I both love, Titanic. Brian and Mia really have a you jump, I jump, remember? moment oh, where like, they, they, they look do. at that roof. They do. And they like, this is the only way out. I didn't connect and it, but they, you're right. They take a couple steps back and then they jump through. So just like Jack and Rose and Titanic are bonded over this moment, Brian and Mia—not that they've ever, not that they're ever going to be apart again for the rest of their lives—but this is like you jump, I jump. Remember? Exactly. They chase them and then they get away. I guess they get away and then they assemble the crew because what yeah. happens is that the Rock and like his 
you know, his actual government guys show up, but then at the same time, Reyes' guys show up. And so there's sort of a shootout between the two of them, which allows Brian and Dom and Mia to, to sneak away. Like, they're both there to yeah, sort of take out Yeah, because this whole movie, guys. we're in this bizarre love triangle. The cops, the drug dealer's crew, and then everybody trying to find Dom. Yes. Mm-hmm. They get away, then they decide to set up the crew and start the Italian job. That's where I was. Right. And that's when they bring in everybody. Everybody's at the warehouse, you know, from the jump, back from Too Fast, Too Furious, Tej and Roman going at it, you know, making fun of each other, giving each other a hard time. Yeah. Giselle shows up and Roman says, sexy legs, baby girl, what time they open? And then she pulls a gun (laughs) and puts it in his throat and said, they open the same time I pull his trigger. You want me to open them? And it's like, whoa. And then... Han shows up and he says, I thought cockfights were illegal in Brazil. And then what I love, aside from all this like witty banner that I yes. genuinely do love, he then offers Giselle a chip. He's just like, yes. like from the jump, he's he's not in love with her yet. He will be smitten with her very shortly. Yes. But from this jump, he's just like, hey, you want some of my food? Yeah, he's like, sharing food is the is the best way to get anyone to like you, I think. Yeah. So he like offers her some chips. They start planning the Italian job. They're like, we can't be hiding. Dom's like, who's hiding? This is when they, they steal the money and they're all in the masks. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, and the, the guy, one of Reyes' guys says, you're a dead man. There's nowhere to hide. And Dom and everybody removes their masks and says, who's hiding? So they start the plot where they like steal the first bound of, amount of money and then yep. so they can, they can get them to consolidate all the money so they can just yep. steal one thing. Meanwhile, what I, what I noticed about this movie, as they're doing this, the DSS has recovered the GT40. They have, yes. The Rock is convinced that something is missing because yes. this guy is like, "There's no, we know we've checked it over. It runs perfect. Here. Yeah. The rock then goes immediately to the out of place stereo system, opens it up, says the error. But what I what I really you know admired, what? I don't know if I don't Go know ahead. if you watched the show or not. Did I was you gonna watch Better Call Saul. Yes, I did. Do you remember there was a scene either last year or the year before? I think it was last year. It was literally like a eleven or twelve minute scene where Mike Ermintrout completely disassembles a car looking for like a tracking chip like he's convinced yeah yes it's like an 11 minute scene where he like without words he just takes this car completely apart and eventually he finds out where the bug is it reminded me of this like the rock is just like mike he's just like so funny you said this because you know what i was thinking of is this is fucking same universe not the fastiverse but the same universe i was thinking that this is um ac schrader when in like the first season of Breaking Bad, when he's like, I got a knack for these things, and he's like, I checked everywhere, and he's like, No, man, there's a secret stash spot in here somewhere. Remember, he's with Gomi. Do you remember this? Like, it's like Crazy Eight's car. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. And he like taps something, and like the the like the dash opens or something weird, and he's like, Here it is, and he found it. Yep. That's the first thing I thought of. So we were in the exact same place, like in just different. Yeah. And I think what's the common bond between Hobbs in this movie, Mike and Schrader is that they're all exceptionally good at what they do and they're all right. They're all they all yeah. know that there's more than what the car is letting on. Yeah, exactly. He finds out that he's he knows that they're missing something. Hobbs is like, "Okay, I'm going to chase them." We just get into the whole like whole Italian job part and they have to do like right. the full on like we have a warehouse now. Well, hold on, before before you go on, yeah. the Italian job is when it goes from Mission Impossible to Mission in Freaking Sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so I got to keep going. <laughs> yeah. 
so they set up like the whole warehouse thing and they're like okay they're like testing everyone to to drive to see who can make it through like what driving through the police station i guess because they're yeah, they're so full they, on italian jobbing this because there is the underground like the parking deck and they're going to sort of go in and there's these cameras it's like a really tough thing so they map out the route and they're like we're gonna need fast cars which is when they go to that street race place dom says home sweet home there's a great quote here that I wrote down where he's talking to the thing, and like everybody knows who they are because they're like, the most wanted people in Brazil. Don says, that coupe may run the streets around here, but that monster, he points to his car, yeah, the Charger. has never seen a set of taillights. And I was like, oh, shit. Yes, and this is where we get blue-balled with the race because they yep. need to go get cars for the job. They go to a street race, but nobody actually street races, and right. we just see Brian come back with the Porsche Carrera GT3 RS, which is a fucking amazing, super, super, super cool car that I would love to have, but will never be able to afford. <laughs> You just gotta win it. You gotta win it, car for car. <laughs> I'm just gonna get Dom to race for it, and yep. then he'll just give it to me. Yep. So they come back with the car, and they're like, "Okay, we need to find somebody that can like drive this." And apparently, they come back with a bunch of other cars too, because they had like right. no cars, and then now they just all have cars. But okay. What we do see, which is cool, is that everyone in the crew is doing this course. Even Giselle and Han is watching, and like from his face, I was like writing down, "I'm like, oh, he's so in love." And then he says out loud, "I think I'm in love." I know, and it's like the hottest thing ever. It's really badass. She, she gets out, and somebody says to her, I don't know if it's Han or somebody else says, that's real solid work. I think Camera 3 caught you, though, and she like takes a second, she goes, let's do it again. Like, she's badass, beautiful, perfectionist. Yeah, she's perfect. Like, she's perfect. She's going to get it right. Nobody, eventually, nobody can get it right, but she's like, if anybody's going to get it right, I'm going to get it right. Like, it feels like, of all the people, like, Brian and Dom were the drivers. Yeah. It feels like, of the crew who could do this specific thing, it feels like it's either going to be Giselle or Han. Like, they feel like they're the best at this specific This is what I was thinking, because it's like, it's essentially like a drift race. Like, how is yeah. Han not going to win this? You know what I mean? When I was watching it, I was like, damn, if we would just have Sean here. Well, because he hasn't gone to Tokyo yet. He has to know about drifting. Han? He doesn't know about Tokyo yet? He's not in Tokyo yet, because at the end of this movie... When Giselle is sitting on his lap and they're driving and making out, she's like, don't you want to go to Tokyo? He's like, we'll get there eventually. Like, he hasn't gone to Tokyo yet. Yeah, but in the last movie, when he leaves Dom, he says, I'm going to go to Tokyo. I know, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, I feel like that scene is out of order. I do not understand no, where that No, I think that he chronology. goes to Tokyo once, learns how to drift and stuff, then comes back and meets up with Dom, and then goes back to Tokyo. Maybe. It also but it feels like in 4, because I know what scene you're talking about, it feels like that's like a goodbye. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like that's a... I'm leaving, you'll never see me again. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, but Bloody dies and comes back and, and is with Han at some point. I don't know. Yeah, because... I, I, know, I know what you're saying, I don't know. Next lap, we'll figure it out next lap. We'll figure it out next lap, okay. But then we have the moment that, if anything I remember about this movie, I mean, I remember a lot about this movie. No, oh, I remember. something that we talked about on the Wonder Woman episode of The Contenders. Yeah. And here's a spoiler for an upcoming, for episode one of lap two, we're going to have both of the hosts of the contenders on, Tobin and Island Addington, because oh, are we? Island loves these movies. Cool. On that episode, they played a game called Gabin Like Gal, and Island read out quotes that Gal Gadot either said in character or as herself, and one of them was, you never send a man to do a woman's job, and I was like, not only do I know what this is from, like, what, like, you know, whether it's movie or real life, I know what movie it's from, and I know what <laughs> scene it's from. Yes, you and do. And it's this scene 
where Han's like, I'm going to go get this handprint, and Giselle's like, I'm going to come with you. They go to the beach, and they're talking. Like, they've both been scoping each other out. They both know everything about the other person. Like, Han's like, when did you leave the military? And she's like, oh, probably around the same time that you quit smoking because you're always keeping your hands busy, always yes. eating snacks, all this different stuff. Like, they've been... he was smoking because he was smoking two packs a day of yep. unfiltered cigarettes who someone else here used to smoke unfiltered cigarettes, and that someone is me, but Gal Gadot does not love me. So... That's my life. Unfortunately. Shout out, Rachel. Yeah, hi, Rachel. (laughs) Take a drink. They're both, like, I'm sure that they're sort of picking up on the clues of everyone that they're with, but it also feels like these people are paying attention to each other, and by the end of the movie, they are together. uh, Yeah. They are in love. They need this handprint from Reyes because the safe that he has, they've gotten a spare safe. I love that the movie is like, because you're sort of like, hey, how'd they get this other safe? And they all just, like, the only explanation that we get is, you know, we had a life before this, you know? And it's just like, oh, okay, like, they just That's have it, connections. That's it, yeah. Like, and you there's sold no explanation. It. And, you, and you're totally fine with it. Like, it doesn't, yep. it's not as an, it's not like an annoying plot hole or anything. No. They're just like, look, we had a past, and, like, yeah. we can get safes and shit. Like, that's what we do. Like, every yep. one of them, like, whenever something comes up and they're like, how did you do this? They're like, we had a past. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yeah. cool, that makes sense, and they just keep yeah. going. It was a great writing technique. I liked it a lot. Like, when they're fixing the script, they're just like, okay, then they need a safe, so they get one. And they're like, somebody in the room's like, how did they get this fucking safe? He's like, I don't know. They have passed. Like, they just fucking yeah. got one. It's like, okay, cool. We'll just run with that, see if anybody gets pissed off about it. And so, but the safe that they're cracking, the safe that they have the duplicate of, needs a handprint. So they need a handprint from Reyes, because if you have $100 million in a safe, you're not going to have somebody else's hand on there. You're going to have your own hand. Which is very interesting that, like, the safe that's in the police department is only unlocked by the drug dealer. Like, isn't that kind of incriminating? I mean... Well, that's the thing. Like, he owns the police... (laughs) He owns the police. Apparently. Yeah, I guess. He owns everyone on the station except for Elena, and that's why The Rock hires Elena, because he's like, if I'm going to get a clean cop down here, I need someone who's new and who has, you know, who's loyal, who's in this for the right reasons, and that's Elena. That's only Elena in this entire movie. Yeah. Makes sense. They need Reyes' handprint, and Han's trying to figure out how to get it, and then Giselle goes over in her bikini, looking great, and sits on his lap, and he puts his hand on her bottom. Like Han her bikini bottom. Yeah. And then I love that Han carries it back to the, the warehouse. Roman or Tej is like, Roman. We're taking you for a thong, man. And he's like, here, we got it. And then this is the second time in the movie, Tej says. The so first time. Just, no, no, the no, first, no, the first time. The first time. The yeah. first time. Did he slap that ass or did he just like grab it? That's a great line. I really like it. Did he grab it and hold on to it, he says. Yeah. And so, okay, so they got the handprint now. They're, like, trying to work this out. The other thing that the the family needs to solve for is the rock. Like, the problem with Hobbs. And, like, he's just always in their face. He's good at what he does. And they sort of need to prove to him that, like, they're in control. And so they go back to the street race area. They sort of, I guess, make it known that they're going to be there because The Rock and Elena and all of his guys show up to arrest them. Yes. And The Rock says, hey, Toretto, you're Well, that was the arrest. thing. They were looking for the Charger, remember? Because they know that, like, the only person that has a 70s Charger in Rio yeah. is Dom. And they're like, okay, right. they got a spot on the Charger. So they're like, we're going to go try to find the Charger because Dom will be there. They show up and we get what I think is the most memorable part of this movie. The Rock says, hey, Toretto, you're under arrest. And Dom says, arrest? I don't feel like I'm under arrest. How about you, Brian? And Brian says, not even a little bit. And then I wrote down that The Rock is dripping sweat again. (laughs) He's so sweaty in this movie. I agree. He's very sweaty. And now that you pointed out, I just noticed it. But go ahead. He's sweaty in every scene. I know. And Hobbs says, your mistake is thinking you got a goddamn choice, boy. Dom says, and your mistake, thinking you're in America. 
you're a long way from home. This is Brazil. Yes. And then all of his guys, all of this crew, who aren't necessarily on his side as much as like anti-Fed, anti-cop, anti-America, yeah. anti-government, they all pull their guns and it's like, hey, look, we got gun power too. Which would be, I, who are these guys? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, whatever. They just pull guns on them and Rock is like, you know what? Cool. That's fine. And then Dom notices Elena is wearing his chain. His chain that is, you know, just twenty dollars in silver. Why would you yes. come get it? Yes, exactly. So he's wearing the he's wearing Letty's chain and so yeah. they split and then instantly we cut back to like Elena's like at her apartment. Dom like accosts her in her he's like creeping in her apartment in a non sexual non sexual way. Non-sexual way yeah. yeah. And she says, I don't understand why come here, why risk it all for twenty dollars in silver? He just says because it's worth it. And, like, they both have this moment where, like, we've both lost someone. No one else understands. Oh, he, all, he even says, like, I never thought someone could understand how much, but you do. A lot of people have lost someone, but, like, it's the someone who I guess he just Your runs romantic into. romantic partner, just like, I guess. Yeah. 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 They, like, figure it out that their, like, romantic partner was killed in a freak accident by a drug dealer, I guess. And yep. and they realize that they're they're the only two for each other and he rips the chain off her neck and like leaves, right? Yep. Yeah. And then this is when they they realize that they're not going to have a car fast enough to pull off this job, so they need invisible cars. Like someone's like, "We're just going to need invisible cars if we're going to do this." And he's like, "All right, let's go get the wheels, boys." And that's when they go steal the four cop cars. Yep. Have that quarter mile race for a yes. million dollars. Million dollar quarter mile that Brian wins. And then when they get back to the shop, everybody's like, he's like, oh, man, I had him. Like, I can't believe Wait, I won but that. Be- before they get back to the shop, one of the movie's best lines, they're all, like, sort of talking shit. Roman says, oh, I'm going to get this money. I'm hungry. hungry. Yeah, he does. He does. He drops a hungry in there. We're getting a little nod back to f- Too Fast, Too Furious. I almost said Too Fast, Too Forever. But that's us. It's us. It's really hard not to. It is. He says that, and then... What I love about this race, though, is that what? Roman is so bad at racing. Like, he is just, like, like he is the buster. Like, you know, we, we call Brian buster, but, like, Roman is just bad at racing. Like, he, he, like, jumps out, he cheats to get out to an early lead, then falls way behind. Like, how are you falling this far behind in, like, a two-block race? And they're all driving the same car. It's not like he has, like, yep. a slower car. They're all driving the exact same car. Yep. And how is Dom, like, so much better at driving? than them when they're all driving the same car <laughs> like i don't get it yeah okay yeah han is like because they want to do it for what like a hundred thousand dollars and then han is like we're all gonna be dead if it doesn't han says let's make it a million yeah because we're gonna be says, dead if this job once, doesn't let's do it yeah and he says yolo so they race and then brian wins brian comes back he's all amped he finally beat dom he's like yeah i owned you owned you <laughs> and then han and roman are like that man right there he let off the throttle of the line you did nothing. He let you win. He's like, I told you he didn't see it. And then they're like, yeah, dude, he like let off. Like, he let you win. That's like the first thing. And he's like, he's all pissed off because he's thinking about it now. And Dom's just like, ha ha ha. And just like is building the car. But then we realized later that Dom let him win because it was a baby gift. It was him giving yes. not just a million dollars. He essentially gave them $4 million. Because it would have been $4 million for him, but he gives it all to Brian. So like, it's like a, a godfather Wait, gift, if you will. Oh, yeah, because you're right, because it's a million dollars each. That's yep. right. Yep. Okay, cool. That's a really... Right. Yeah, I wonder why my godfather didn't do that for me. And what I love about this is that even in this movie, when you, like, backstab and double-cross someone, like Vince does, he saves Mia at that grocery market and then brings her back, and Dom just invites him to dinner. That harkens back to the um thing where, like, 
Dom is always about barbecue, right? And we get the we get the first the reasoning behind it that why Dom is always cooking for the family, and that's because Brian asks him like, does he remember his dad? And he's like, yeah, my dad would barbecue for the whole neighborhood every Sunday as long as you went to church you would get barbecue and that was like this whole thing when vince like saves mia and he's like back there he's like i hope you're hungry and he's like because you're saying grace and he's back he's back in the family so we're good we we lost vince for like what like 45 minutes of the movie (laughs) about that okay so he's back now but then i'm not sure if it's even before they get a chance to eat or just like another scene right after but then this is when the rock crashes into their warehouse no they eat because they're barbecuing and the spanish dudes fuck it up remember oh right 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 yeah. But then it's like the next scene or whatever where the rock crashes into the warehouse and there's like this huge fist fight that somehow I forgot about. You didn't remember this? This is the this is this no. is why Snap on sponsored us for this scene. I know. Now I remember. I mean now I'm thinking okay. Dom's getting his licks in, you know, the rock is bigger obviously than than Vin Diesel, but Dom is getting his licks in on Hobbs, but then Hobbs has him like in a in like a chokehold basically and it looks like he's gonna sort of he's gonna give up, he's gonna pass out or whatever but then sees mia is in trouble and sort of like hulk rages <laughs> and is able to sort of break free yep. and bring the battle into where they are the whole crew is kind of watching and they're like don't kill him like because because we know we got the hint that dom had murdered somebody with or almost murdered somebody with a wrench that was the you know the first fast and furious they talk about it then hobbs knows about it and then you see them like swing the wrench around snap on wrench that was like a what? I think it was like an eight-inch snap on eight-inch pipe wrench, and they like have this wrench and they're like swinging it around. Dom swings it right next to Hobbs's head. Everybody flinches, and like you just see the Rock's face, and he's fine. And it's pan. The camera pans out, and you see a hole in the concrete, and the wrench just like flops, which yep. is still in perfect working condition. Thank you, Snap On. Thank you, Snap On. But they ca- capture them, right? Like they yeah, they, they get arrested. And they're yeah. driving away, and yeah. then suddenly Reyes' crew shows up with rocket launchers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot they kill have everybody. Launchers. Yeah, they have rocket launchers. And then they like start shooting at them. And as much as they were just fighting, Hobbs is down somehow, because like, there was like an so explosion. So Hobbs gets out to take them down. Like he, They pull over, and he gets out to take them on. And then Brian's saying to Elena, he's like, let us go, let us help. It's unclear whether or not she's going to listen to them. But then Hobbs gets, like, you know, knocked down or whatever, and he's about to get killed, but then they let out Brian and Dom and all them, and they save the day here. Yeah, and they have guns, and they they obviously know how to use assault weapons, so they they all just, like... Of course. They just kill all of Reyes' men. so much time for training. Exactly. Well, Brian's a cop, so I can imagine he knows how to use them, but, like, just everybody in the car. I'm surprised Mia doesn't get out with, like, an AK. (laughs) They start firing it away at them. Hobbs is, like, down. Dom comes over, and you see him, like, holding the gun over him, and we get another tense moment where you think he's gonna shoot him, but he doesn't. He puts his arm out. And they do, like, the most awkward, like, hand... They, like, grab forearms of each other, and they're, like, both, like, huge, ripped dudes... It reminds me of like the, the the scene in the Sistine Chapel where like the fingers touch, but they're just like <laughs> forearms grabbed. You know, if, that's, that's like, wonderful. Can you imagine if we repainted it, and oh. and it just like Dom and Hobbs both like naked but just ripped, and then their forearms are interlocked instead of like God and Adam with their fingers about to touch. Like, if yeah. anyone paints that, not photoshops, <laughs> but like paints it or draws that. We will send you a Cage Club t-shirt. Everything. Everything. The next we'll send you time everything we, we make. Everything we'll we make. You. I promise. I will send you the whole the whole shebang of but everything. But it has to be good. It has to be good. It can't just be half-assed. I mean, you can use watercolor. 
that's fine by me. Yeah. But as long as it, as long as you get what I'm drawing in my head, and it's just <laughs> Hobbs and Hobbs and Dom just arm lock. Family at cageclub.me. Email it to us. Mail it to us. I just I want it. that so bad. I'd pay for it. <laughs> but in this in this shootout where they save Hobbs, Vince takes a bullet and Vince dies. Yeah, I totally forgot Vince dies in this one, and we get the reveal. That his son, Nico, is named after Dom. Dominic. Yeah, so he was, like, still living in the whole Fastiverse. Even when Dom wasn't there, he named his son after him. And then Vince just dies. Like, I was not expecting Vince to die. And I also totally forgot about that part of the movie. And, like, now Dom is full-on family Hulk raged. Right? Like, he's and pissed. also on our side, in our corner, is Hobbs, who says, I'll ride with you, Toretto, at least until we kill that son of a bitch. Because he hates Dom, his job is to bring Dom in. Well, he doesn't hate Dom, but, like, his job is to bring Dom in, but Reyes has sort of crossed the line, his guys have crossed the line, so yeah, before he's he trying does to his kill job, them, you know, he wants to take out of Reyes. Which makes no sense in, in real-life logic, but sure... Partner up with the guy you're trying to catch, kill some random drug dealer first, and then, you know, you bring him back. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, because yeah. nobody wants to go up against Reyes now. They all want to bail from the job. That's another great line that I like. Elena's like, um, like, you can get out of here now. And Dom looks at her and goes, running ain't freedom. You should know that. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, it's not. It's definitely yeah. not freedom. Yeah. The next big thing is is the actual bank vault heist. But before we have that, the police are showing Reyes. They're like, you know, look how secure everything is. You know, God himself couldn't get your money if he wanted to. And Reyes says, God isn't my worry. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, he's worried yeah. about Dom. He's worried about Brian. He's worried about the family. Exactly. And they're scarier than God's wrath. It's perfect. And yeah, then, then we have this crazy bank heist scene where they Very Italian to job. Totally Italian Dodge job. Chargers, Challengers, whatever, Chargers, to the yeah. vault. Literally rip it out of the wall and then yes. use it as like a wrecking ball to take out cop car after cop car, strewing damage about the city of Rio. I had notes at this part that like their fucking geometry is so beautiful that Dom should be an engineer. They're so good with geometry. It's 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 incredible to me. Like they can perfectly drive to like swing the safe to just like hit and kill anyone in the back of them. And they're driving two cars. They're so in tune driving. Like this is just next level shit. It's awesome. Yeah, they're cruising around. They do the whole drag the safe around Rio, kill a bunch of people. They uh Mia is in the control room kind of, yep. right? Yep. And she's well, like Well, because she's pregnant, so she wants to they need to keep her out of the action. They don't want to, you know, ruin the exactly. baby or you know, risk the baby. Exactly. But shit starts to get real and we're like, "Oh, what's going to happen?" And then that's when Han and Roman show up in their cop cars. Yes. And that's when Roman is like, good afternoon, officer, license registration, please. And yeah, then, like, and you know, car bumping cars and, you know, just saving the day, generally speaking. Yes. And then it looks like two cop cars are following them, but then they split. Mia's like, you got this 10-second window, and they, like, everybody kind of dips, and then they keep going. So what's super cool about this 10-second window is that what actually happens is they do, like, a, a bait-and-switch, is that there's a garbage truck with the twins in the back and Giselle behind the wheel, and they're essentially pushing dummy safe the the double safe yeah and they drive the real safe into the back of the garbage truck yes and then the twins latch the double safe onto the cars as they drive by 
Yes. What I really love is that as they drive by, you hear the garbage truck honking, which if you're watching this the first time, you're like, oh, that's just, you know, background noise or whatever. But no, you then, just hear him honking like, don't be assholes, you drove around me because they like right. split him. But yes, but you learn later in the reveal that they were honking because they were like, good luck, guys. And also, as the police are chasing and Reyes is chasing because they're in a couple like, you know, SUVs, one of which has a minigun, we see them sort of pass the garbage truck again. So like, there's a couple little nods where it's like, hey, you know, we're not really drawing attention to this garbage truck, but like, it's important. Like, it's a nice touch that like, when you know what they actually do. It's so, it's not overt enough that, yeah, it's distracting. I absolutely agree. That you're like not like, oh, this garbage truck means something. Because they're driving so fast that you're like, okay, whatever. They just pass, because there's so many cars, and they like pass a garbage truck, and you're like, whatever. Like, this garbage truck was in the way. And then you realize, no, they were switching out the safes. It was the perfect timing. We don't know, as the view, as the audience, and the cops don't know that they're now dragging an empty safe. But they get onto this bridge, and they realize that they can't get away. And this is this is the part that I, I was, as I was watching this, like, I, I seriously teared up this time. Like, no, no joke, I teared up. There are two moments, not this moment, unfortunately for me, but, like, there are two moments in this movie where I almost cried. There's one earlier where, at the beginning of the movie, Dom, Brian, and Mia, I think this is after they escape from Hobbs and Reyes and all those guys in the beginning. And Dom's like, you two go this way, I'm gonna go this way. You know, it's not smart to stay together. And then Mia's like, no, we don't split up, Dom. We're a family. And there's this, like, really, really tiny, minuscule smile on Dom's face, like, this is all that I ever wanted. Like, that, that, that got me emotional. And then later, we'll, we'll get to my other moment later, but I almost cried again later in this movie. Like, I feel like as we watch these movies enough time, I am 100% going to cry. Oh, for sure. Multiple movies, but not <laughs> have not yet. Came real close twice. But I came real yet. close this time. because we So we get to the bridge, and Brian's like, okay, come on, Dom. And Dom's like, no, Brian, you go ahead. And he's like, that wasn't the plan. And he's like, you're a father now, Brian. It was always the plan. And I was like, oh, God, like, that, that it just chokes me up just thinking about it, man. Like, yeah. it was, like, so, like, oh, shit. He is so then, family that he will, like, sacrifice himself yeah. for his, like, not even born yet niece or nephew. That's so badass. Dom also says, take care of Mia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. What a great scene. Brian, what does he do? He, like, snaps he, it, and then... He unhooks, yeah, he unhooks from the vault, and he goes away. Dom pulls a U-turn, he pulls a 180, and then for the first time on movie, I wrote down all of my notes, fucking Nas, yes. Yes, exactly. Then we get Nas, finally. And I forgot there was Nas in this one, but yeah, he's dragging the tank with one car, so it's he needs, he needs more power. So he just fucking cranks the Nas, blue flames out the back, Yep. And he starts pulling the tank, and then he does, like, some kind of, like, wacky, like, throws the tank over... You keep calling it a tank. It's a safe. I mean, they're Sorry, sorry, a, a tank, safe, but it's sorry. a safe. Yeah, yeah, the safe. He, like, throws the safe with the car, like, into the air, and then onto Reyes's car, right? He's essentially using it like uh, Gogo Yubari from Kill Bill 1, you know, that young oh, schoolgirl yeah. with that, like, yeah. silver ball with the blades it's, on it. Like, that's exactly what he's doing. Yep. He has that kind of precision. Like, he's using it to, like, sort of, like, steer left and steer right and sort of, like, dodge a cop car and then have the cop car smash right into it. But then at one point, what was that thing... It was called Skip It. Do you remember Skip It? 
Yeah. And you put it on your leg, and you sort yeah. of jump, and you try to, like, do the same way you could. Like, he essentially does one of those, where he, like, flips it all the way around, <laughs> and, like, using the centrifugal force, like, whams the SUV with the minigun right in the side, and yeah. it flies off the bridge. And then not only that, but now that the safe, which is connected to the charger, is going off the bridge, the charger's going to go off the bridge, but somehow, in the physics, in the goodwill hunting brain of Dom Toretto, <laughs> yes. the car then, like, lands headfirst right into Reyes's car. Yes. Who then, you know, just able to, is barely able, like, on his last breaths, crawls out of the car... And that's when Hobbs walks up. Yeah, dude, that scene is so fucking perfect. From the Brian part on, and then he just, like, just whips this fucking safe around in the air with his car because of the NOS. Incredible. So beautifully shot. Yeah, and it's so believable. I was just, I mean, like, I'm not even, like, there's nothing about it that I'm like, oh, how, how does this work? You know, like, we're not, we're just sold. Like, I'm so yeah. invested in the movie at this point. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, he did just throw the safe on him. But then, two awesome things happen. Number one. Go ahead. Brian comes back to save Dom because he can't let him go. And he said, I had to make a call. Again, always making calls. But this time, unlike earlier, not a shitty call, O'Connor. <laughs> Hopefully And then not. number two, Hobbs shows up and then you think that like there's going to be like this. This is straight up a John Wick moment. Uh, this predates John Wick. But instead of, you know, letting the villain have like his speech and like saying, you know, about all this different stuff, Hobbs just walks by without even thinking really, just puts two bullets into his head. Just like, yes, bam, bam, you're done. Dead. You're done. Yeah, I killed him. We're good. Mission accomplished. We're it's over. I know. I love it. And then he goes up to Brian and Dom, and he says, "You know, I can't let you two go. I ain't made that way. The way I see it, you've got you've earned yourself 24 hours. The money stays though, because he thinks that the safe, which is still there, sort of like teetering on the edge, is yes. still like the actual safe. Um, he says, "Make peace with whatever demons you got left, because." Because come tomorrow, I will find you. And we get that. That's that's a very Brian Dom moment from the first yes. from the first movie, right? That's that's what the, it's just a callback to that. Dom gets a second chance because you know he saved Hobbs. He owes him a ten second car, which also, without spoiling future movies, sort of foreshadows what might happen eventually in this franchise. Exactly. Exactly. But then, as Brian and Dom are getting into Brian's car, Hobbs says, "Toretto, I'll see you soon." Dom says. No, you won't. No, you won't. <laughs> He's just, like, so, like, casual. But he's like, no, you won't. But little does he know. Little does he know. So then we get to the next time that I almost cried. So when we first had the idea for this podcast, and I got all the soundtracks for these movies, and I put together a playlist of both all the songs, and then you picked one for each movie that you, the song you liked the most. So I've been listening to this, like, soundtrack of, like, eight or nine songs from these different movies. Yeah. The one that you picked for this movie is Danza Kaduro. That song comes on when they open the vault, and, like, it's all the money, and, like, it's, just, like, this overwhelming joy. And I don't know, it's, like, the, it's this sense of, like, I love that song. <laughs> it's the end of this movie that I love. The guys that we love got away with $100 million in cash. Yep. They're all so happy that I almost cried there. I was like, oh, like, I don't usually cry <laughs> at sad things in movies. I cry when, like, characters I love are happy. It's this, like, you know, tender moment that you almost cried at for Dom and Brian. Yeah. And here, I was like, these. I love these people. They're so happy. They earned this. They deserve this. I'm just so, I'm just so proud of them. Yeah. So they get all the money, and then we start going through the, like, the ending montage kind of situation, right? Yep. I got I got choked up by another part actually now that I think about it. There's a real waif moment, right? What's the waif moment? When they leave the uh, duffel yes. bag of money yes. for Vince's wife and kid. Instead of leaving a shoebox full of cash for the woman whose house was getting, you know, that got yeah. screwed over, they get a money and it just says, For Rosa and Nico, see you soon, Uncle Dom. 
Yeah, and I was like, that is so badass. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he got a cut, too. Like, what, didn't he get Vince's cut, I guess? I think that, no, I think I think they just, like, split it. I think he probably just gave half of his cut to, to Vince's widow. Okay, that's cool. I don't know, but yeah. But also, uh, in case you don't know, uh, Waif is We Are Your Friends. Uh, shout out our Zack Attack podcast. Take a drink. The inspiration to Zack Attack. Go watch We Are Your Friends. It is wonderful. And at the at the end of that movie, something happens at, like, at the, like, this scene right here. So, shout out yeah. Waif. Yeah, Waif is incredible. So, yeah, so we get that, and then we get, like, everybody else, like, kind of goofing around. We get... The twins go to a casino. Han and, and Gal Gadot are driving on, like, the Autobahn, I think. Yeah, they're going to Berlin. Yes. Yeah, so they're on the Autobahn, and fuck, that scene is so awesome. Like, Gal Gadot just, like, sitting in his lap while he's driving on the Autobahn. I've... They're making... They're, they're, they're just making out as he's probably doing, like, 120. Yeah, I'm just... I've never been so jealous of someone before. Can you imagine being in that moment? Like, even shooting the scene, I'd be like, oh, yeah. yes, this is fucking awesome. You know, like... We have the twins go to a casino. One bets 10 million on red, one bets 10 million on black, but it might land on green. Like, it looks like that's a possibility, so who knows how that'll yeah. work out. Yeah, it, it looks like they're, they're like, kind of hinting like it almost lands on green and all their faces like go blank and like the sound stops in the background we cut to uh tej's garage because oh, earlier in the right. movie that's right that's right he's talking to roman and roman's like what would you do with the money he's like you know i'd open a garage for everybody who got screwed over in the past and roman's like man you want a day job like what kind of dream is that but we cut to tej's garage and what i liked about this is that they're it's right next to a billboard for goa and goa is one of the places that mia says to brian like we yes. should go there because they have no extradition so like there's like this you know little reminder, like, if you ever need to get away, Goa is where to go, uh, I guess. You know ha, I mean? ha, 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 <laughs> ha. But then, you know, Roman pulls up in this car, he's like, this is the only one it's a coning of seg. in the Western Hemisphere. It's a Koenigsegg. They're pretty badass. And I also think that this is probably the first, like, real supercar we get in these movies, right? I think so, probably. I mean, you would know better than me. Yeah, I mean, like, the rest of them are, like, they're really cool cars. There's a lot of expensive cars. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, the first, like, fucking, like, one you know what I mean? Like, very limited supercar we get in this movie. Well, it's a good thing you didn't call it a one-off, because then Tej's girls roll up in the exact same car. Yes. To the indignation of Roman. Yes, and he said, like, I guess there must be two in the Western Hemisphere. And so we realize that they both bought Koenigseggs, and that's really cool. Then the last one we cut to the beach, and that's where Brian and Mia oh. are, and then Dom shows up with a, a new girl who's not Elena. I don't know it who isn't? this girl is. No, I don't think so. It is Elena. Is it? Are you sure? Yeah, it is. For sure it is. Because I looked at her, and it didn't look like Elena. It might just be a different... The whole movie, she's in, like, a very buttoned-up sort of police outfit, and here she's, like, in her sort of, like, beachwear. Shorts and... Yeah, it's Elena. Like, a thousand percent, yeah. Okay, so it's Elena. So they show up. Elena and Mia are hanging out, and Dom says, you know, I've never seen my sister this happy before. And she's, like, very pregnant now. Very pregnant. Brian just wants another shot. You know, no wagers, nobody else. Just you and me. Dom says, sure, you can handle the disappointment. And Brian says... (laughs) Are you? Yeah. So we know that they're going to race. And that's the end of the movie. This is the end of the movie. Until. And then we get like a really nice Justin Lin ending montage that's like, you know, clips from the old movies and like, it's, it's very Fast and the Furious, right? Like a really nice nod to the early ones if not the only the first one. And it's like, you know, you get like all of these like smoking kind of fonts and stuff and swirling. Yeah, great culmination to the end. Mid-credits. Mid-credits. Cut to the DSS offices. Cut to the Rock's office. He's sitting there at night. Who walks in? None other than Mrs. Ryan Gosling, Ava Mendes herself. Fucking A. I totally forgot she's in this. Drops a case file on Hobbs' desk and he says, 
who is this Toretto? And she says, not quite, or something like that. Yeah, he's, he says, like, some guys, some guys, like, stole five cars the other day. And he's like, is it Toretto? And she's like, no. And he's like, don't care. And she's like, you might want to look in there, or something like that. Flip it open, picture, Letty is alive. Oh, shit. Letty, and she's like, do you believe in ghosts? He's like, oh, and so so we get the yeah. This is the best. This, this is the best Fast and the, It's such a great Fast and the Furious. When we were talking about this, you were, you were trying to figure out how to fit the word gauze into ghost. You were saying like gauzes, ghosts, ghosts. What I what is easier to do is that Ava Mendez, shout out to Cage Club, was in the first Ghost Rider movie. So Ooh. do you believe in Ghost Riders? <laughs> right. I like it. There you go. Boom. Imagine for a second me watching this movie for the first time, never seeing a Fast and Furious before. All of a sudden I see just a picture of Michelle Rodriguez who's not dead, but like I didn't know she was dead. I'm like, fuck! Maybe I should go back and like watch these movies. God damn. That reveal would have been so much worse if you didn't know she was. (laughs) Weird. Yeah, that was really weird. weird. It's really weird. Yeah, man, I don't know how I'd feel about it if I saw a picture of Michelle Rodriguez. I was like, huh, interesting. Why is she a ghost? Yeah. And then you have to go back and rewatch like the first four movies and be like, she's dead. And then you'd be like, no, she isn't. I know she's not. Real weird. Okay, that's. I mean, I skipped some of my notes just so we could get to the end without going too crazy overboard. I think this is still going to be our longest episode yet. But do you have anything else you want to talk about before we move on to the other segments on the show? No, I think that this was uh, probably, I don't know. I, I'm, it's going to be hard to re-rank them. This one gives me everything Everything I could have wanted in a Fast and Furious movie. It's as good as three, but it's with the characters we love. It's as good as three with the characters we love. It's it's an action movie. There's still a ton of cars in it. It's fun. It's playful. You get the rock introduced. You yep. realize Letty's not dead. The reveal was great. Eva Mendez even comes back. You get new characters like Elena. She's cool, too. Oh, man, just so much greatness. They get money. If it ends here, they're all set forever right like it's just great it's really good uh, this yeah. is, i think this is my favorite i don't know Whew. i mean it, it is undoubtedly my favorite uh six and seven are also really high up there so i'm excited to look forward to those and then i said to see eight for the second time i've only seen eight once so yeah same the next three months will be very exciting but our next segment here on this episode this month is on the streets on the streets news about the franchise which i haven't found anything recently and our news about the people in the movies. I have two different little little bits of news. Neither super exciting. Do you have any news on the streets or any of our guys? You go gals? first. You go first. So my first one is apparently the new face of Reebok is Gal Gadot. Ooh, really? How'd she get that? That's pretty cool, actually. How'd she get that is because she's beautiful, she's talented, and she's the face of a major action franchise. Like, that's how she got it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's really, really cool. Good for her i'm definitely proud of that one i have a little on on a very very related note tyrese trademarked a clothing line he wants to start his own clothing line so i'm not sure yet didn't want to put you on the spot just to figure like he said he trademarked his own clothing line i don't know if it was like some kind of like tyrese name or like a you know a roman pierce name or what he did i forget what it is i i read it somewhere i actually read this like thing when he was like posting about it on twitter instagram while you look that up i will drop my other little bit of on the streets news vin diesel it's called millionaire sorry millionaire air h-e-i-r clothing line one word or two words one word Uh, yeah i forgot the name of it but i saw that he was posting about it so gal gadot is going to be the face of reebok right yeah you just said and 
Tyrese wants to start Millionaire clothing line. Cool. The other thing that I have, the only other news that I found uh, recently of importance is that Vin Diesel is going to be the star of a new sci-fi action movie called Bloodshot, which Ooh. is an adaptation of a comic book series. And apparently, the way that Sony is marketing it and promoting it, it might become a franchise. So down the road, when we alternate Fast and Furious movies with non-Fast and Furious movies, and we do, you know, like a Vin Diesel month or something, maybe we'll cover Bloodshot. So either way, I'm going to see it at some point. So I'm excited to see a new Vin Diesel movie. Cool. That's very, very interesting. Interesting. Do you have any other other on the streets? Yeah, it's one that I haven't, I don't have the list of yet, but apparently recently for GQ, Ludacris breaks down his nine favorite lap rap lyrics of all time. I thought you were going to say he breaks down his nine favorite laps of this podcast. I was going to say, <laughs> whoa. We're what? not even there yet. We're still on lap one, my friend. One day, I hope that he breaks down his nine favorite laps of our podcast. Sure. He will be so old and washed up to have to decide which nine laps of our podcast are his favorite. <laughs> Because that means he would have had to listen to more than nine laps of us talk about these fucking... seven years worth of the podcast, or like, you know, five years of the podcast or something. Exactly. So that would be so incredible that this would happen. But that's also saying, like, you know, if he's if he's counting on his top nine, it means we've probably done more than nine, so maybe it's that's what like I mean. decades into the future. That's, yeah. what I, that's what I'm saying. It has to be decades into the future that he's... And he's also listened to more than nine la- nine times of each movie that he was in. He's listened to us talk about it. That's incredible. That would be a great day of my life if that happens. But it's nine favorite rap lyrics of all time, and I'm actually kind of curious to see uh, what it is. But it's a, it's a video, not a list, so I haven't gotten around to watching the video yet, but I will. That's that's all my on the streets that we got going on in the fam this month. Is The Rock up to anything? Should we check? I looked. The Rock has not done anything really of note. There was stuff. About, there was news about rocks itself. On a related note, um, yeah. just because we got The Rock in this one, Rachel and I recently recently watched the new Jumanji. And it was fucking awesome, dude. It was it was a lot of fun. I know I talked to you about it. Yep. I was I really enjoyed it. If you like Jumanji, the original one, it has a nice nod to it, but it's it's its own new creative movie. I think The Rock and Kevin Hart do really well together. That just came out on I think Blu-ray. Yeah. Recently. So if you if you like The Rock at all, and you haven't if you and you happen to not see that yet, give it a shot, man. Jumanji was awesome. So cool. give it a shot on the streets. Any other news, or is that is that a is that a wrap for on the streets? That's a wrap. So our next segment is the mailbag segment. Now, before we get into the mailbag, I do want to mention that we got a Facebook message from someone about this podcast. Yeah. You know oh, about I this. Saw it. Okay. So this is someone who he's going he's gonna to factor in to the rest of the segment. Uh, he has asked us not to share his name. We're allowed to call him Doubting Tom, as in Doubting Thomas. Cool. So Doubting, Doubting Tom. Tom. Doubting Tom Shout out says, Doubting Tom. Cool. I just want to say thank you for the Too Fast Too Forever. You're doing the Lord's work. Please keep it going. Your analysis has been very insightful so far. So we sent that to our Cage Club page. Awesome. We thanked him and said, hey, don't know if you know, we have our own Too Fast Too Forever page, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever. Go check it out. So he's checked that out. Moving on to the actual mailbag. He might I'm come up again. We'll have, we'll have I'm to excited go, now. We'll have to see. I'm First excited. email, though. Go ahead. Resident historian Mike Manzi emails. Oh. Subject line, another type of lap. He sent this on March 5th, a couple days after our Fast and Furious episode came out. Starts to email off. Is that the one? Fam? Is that the one where I talked about that I wanted to do a lap on whippets? I think Probably. so. 
Okay, I feel like it. you talk about that every episode, but maybe not. Fair. Sup, fam? So I have an idea for a lap down the road that doesn't involve watching the actual Fast and Furious movies. How about watching another movie by the directors of the series? So watch a Rob Cohen movie, like The Skulls, which I know you love. I love The Skulls, and it has, and it has fucking Brian in it. Paul Walker. Yeah. He says, a John Singleton movie, then it puts in parentheses, Boys in the Hood is a personal favorite. Awesome movie. Yes. He says, I guess, three Justin Lin movies. I think Justin Lin directed five, maybe? Yeah, he did a bunch. Or maybe four. I don't know. He says, better luck tomorrow, Star Trek Nemesis, and question mark, question mark, question mark. Cool. A James Wan movie. He says, Saw, I guess, the first one. Okay. And F. Gary Gray flick. He said, oh, he directed Friday? That's pretty hilarious. Or F. Gary Gray, you know, the Italian job, he also did that, but I'm not going to rewatch that. But I do want to say, we still don't exactly know. And Mike's email does go on, so I don't want to... You know, we'll come back to this in a second, but, like, we still don't know exactly how this is going to look. It's going to go weekly. We're going to alternate, I think, Fast and Furious movies with non-Fast and Furious movies, thinking, you know, we'll have, like, different theme months, as we talked about. But we could yeah. just do, like, a Rob Cohen month, or a Justin I'm Lin down. month, or a James Wan month, or whatever. So we watch the movies in order, but... Because we, we said we were going to keep the movie monthly, right? No, 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 no. I think... I, th- I still do think... My, my assertion is that to keep up the uh, the point of this podcast where we're watching these movies an ungodly amount of times. We need to watch these every other week. Okay, yeah, at least... Okay, so every other week, that's fine. But then, like, the two weeks in between, we'll do yeah. directors. I like it. Yeah. Or, yeah, cool. you know, porn parodies. Or, porn parodies, yes. you know, like, A24 and a Perna team-ups. Or a movie starring Vin Diesel. Or a movie starring Paul Walker. Or a I'm movie down. starring The Rock. Or whatever. So we have plenty of time to figure that out. But I do yeah. like this idea from Mike. I do like the idea. idea a lot. That was a great idea, Mike. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Resident history. He says, my, my other idea for an alternate route lap or a scenic route is to watch a lap of other car movies pretty self-explanatory, which I think we're going to do like Vanishing well, Point or Death Proof or... Gone in 60 Seconds. Gone in 60 Seconds or whatever. Yes. We would we would definitely cut in more car movies for sure. Smokey and the Bandit, all this yeah. fun stuff. He says next, and this is something that I, I had to explain to him. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was meant as a joke, but I, I, it, I guess it did not come across this way. Um, he says, one last thing. In the last episode, Joe 2 didn't know what Mark Hamill was from. Joey said, he's the voice of Brigsby Bear. Yeah, okay. He was also that one guy, what's his name again? Oh, I know, Luke fucking Skywalker. Which you know he's Luke Skywalker, right? <laughs> yes, I do know he's Luke Skywalker. And I do know, it was, he was in um, fucking Little Miss Sunshine too, right? I think he's the dad in, I think he's the dad in Little Miss Sunshine. No, that's J.K. Simmons. No, no. Or he's a grandpa. No, he's not the grandpa. J.K. Simmons isn't the grandpa in Little Miss Sunshine. I'm the Little Miss Sunshine. Steve Carell's the dad. No, fuck. He's in one of these movies. Like, or no, Greg Kinnear is the dad. Alan Arkin right. is the grandpa. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, I think him and Greg Kinnear look very similar in my head. So I kind of just overlap them in Greg movies. Kinnear and Mark Hamill? Yes. Mark Hamill's got a lot of years on Greg Kinnear. Greg Kinnear was born in 63. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Mark Hamill was born in 51. I can never chronology... When movies come out, you know this. So, well, one of me, them was Luke Skywalker, and one of them was not Luke Skywalker. Fair, touche. <laughs> yes, that's all I got. So cool. then Mike says, "Maybe you have heard of him, maybe not." And then he says, "Say hi to the prince, aka Prink, Prink Harry." Shut up, Prink, Prink Harry. Harry. Thank you, Prink Harry. And then Mike signs the email. May the force be with you. Third times a Mike. So yes, 
Mike. I like that. That was a good Thank sign you off. for clarifying. When I edit it, I'm like, I, I'm pretty sure it comes across as Joe knows who Mark Hamill is, but just in case... I didn't at the beginning. I didn't know him by his name. Man. I didn't know him by his name. But yeah, no, he's also the dad in Brings yeah. Me Bear. The, the, you know, the kidnapped dad in Brings Me Bear. The voice that brings me You bear. did a good job to bring him firmly to my fr- forefront. As usual, you know exactly how to hit the right notes to remind me who he is. He's also, I mean, which also you know, sort of plays into his Briggs Bear thing, he's a very prominent voice actor, and he also is what many people consider, I, I'm not too familiar with his work here, but like many people consider as the best Joker in Batman history. Like, he does a voice oh, Joker. I think I he also that. voices the Joker in the Batman video games. He also does like anime series, but like, he is great. And there was one clip, I think when they announced... That they were doing either a movie or maybe he was gonna be the voice in a video game or something, but he was at a Comic Con and he reads this passage from The Killing Joke, I think, which is one okay. of the iconic Batman Joker trade paperbacks. And he just gets so creepy. Like, it's just a video of the actor, the guy, Mark Hamill, on stage, but you hear the Joker. And, like, it's this, like, bone-chilling, like, if you know the comic book world, yeah. which I didn't really, like, I have read it since, but, like, people who knew it were like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that this guy is going to do this. So it was something along those lines. But, like, if you if you look up Mark Hamill as the Joker, does a really, really, really great Joker voice. So I'll have to check it out. Memories so treacherous. One moment you're lost in a carnival of delights with the poignant childhood aromas, the flashing neon of puberty, all that sentimental candy floss. The next, it leads you somewhere you don't want to go, somewhere dark and cold and filled with the damp, ambiguous shapes of things you'd hope were forgotten. Memories can be vile, repulsive little brutes. Like children, I suppose. <laughs> you know, Jack cool. Nicholson was great in the early in the Tim Burton Batman. Agreed. Heath yeah. Ledger, obviously great in the Christopher Nolan Batman. Say what you will about Suicide Squad, I think Jared Leto was a pretty solid, pretty okay Joker, but Mark Hamill also a great Joker. Yeah. Next email. My prayers have been answered from Downton Tom. Downton Tom. He says, I'm Hello, excited Joey we got Joe. a new fan. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. Thank you, Tom, for finding us, and thank you for actually Rick writing in. Like, we appreciate it. You'll hear it this time, but I, I do appreciate it. Thank you. So I've sort of been saving something for you a little bit. Oh, man, I hate when you do this. Go ahead. We're going to get here. Okay. Hello, Joey and Joe. He says, My name does not matter. You can call me by my Twitter name, Downton Tom. That's Tom with an H. I am off Twitter for Lent, but you can be sure I will be giving you shoutouts on Twitter when I return. You can Thank find you. me at, and here's something, I need a little bit, and this is going to play into what the special connection is here. I think this is a Catholic thing. Wokus Day, W-O-K-U-S underscore D-E-I. It's, he's, he's referring to Opus Day, like Da Vinci Code, right? Get it? But then also making a Wokus Day joke. Yes. That's hilarious. That's really, really well played, sir. I like so it a he's lot. At, he's at Wokus Day. He says, I think you should check it out. Yeah. Anyways, I just want to let you know that you are doing a good job with the podcast. I have listened to almost every podcast available on the Fast and Furious franchise, and you are definitely one of the more fun ones. I appreciate your energy and enthusiasm. Awesome. Regards, Downton Tom. So now, Downton Tom, I have a question for you. We did almost no research into this realm before we dove headfirst into this. What are we the know other that ones? there is No One Likes the Tuna podcast. We do. did what we did. But I would like you to write back, if you are so inclined, and let us know about some of the other ones, some of the other good ones. 
some of the other ones that you're maybe How many not are there? I wonder. About. Also, yeah, just I want to know <laughs> what's out there. Yeah, same. We had our own idea for it. I think that uh, hopefully we're taking a little bit different of a spin. I can't imagine that anybody wants to watch them fucking every month forever or even faster than that yeah you're gonna go right down the fucking rabbit hole of our insanity and i'm sure these are gonna get real weird later so yeah so here is so here here's here's where things get weird okay where it almost feels like doubt and tom is like a character you're playing okay because his bio on twitter says he's the drift king of weird catholic twitter that feels like you. <laughs> I'm the Drift King of Weird Catholic Twitter. Because you you obviously love Tokyo Drift. You obviously I love do. These, the, this franchise, obviously. I do. Catholic school in your past. I spent 12 years in Catholic school. I did. It just feels like so many of your things combined into I one. I know. Maybe that's, why, that's, maybe that's why he relates. Woke as day? That's fucking hilarious. I get it. That's, <laughs> that's incredible. I so think then, that we would get along really well. Go ahead. The next step was that he tweeted, Who is in favor of me appearing? on an episode of the Too Fast, Too Forever podcast to discuss Fast and Furious at Cage Club Pod. Us. Us. That's and it. And so he then it's... messaged me, he DM'd me, he slid into my DMs like, and he said, hey, so you may or may not have connected the dots, but I'm probably the biggest fan of your podcast. He I is. contacted you through Facebook and email at this point. I would love for you to keep my anonymity, which we did. We did. And I would be honored to be an episode of the podcast if you ever wanted a guest. I said, we will call you either the Drift King of Weird Catholic Twitter <laughs> or the DK of WCT, or Doubt Tom. <laughs> and I said, thank you for all the love. We truly appreciate it. We'll definitely get you on sooner rather than later. Yeah, down. He then tweeted, he said, they want me on the podcast, folks. We do. What was really cool was that he tweeted this out, and before I even saw it, it had like nine or ten likes on Facebook, on Twitter. Damn! So like, he has this wonderful following of people who love Fast and Furious. Much more than I do, yeah. Much more than we do, like collectively. Yeah, uh, so I am super excited about that. So then he said he would love to be on and talk about Tokyo Drift, but he's happy to talk about any of them. But Tokyo Drift is one he has the most thoughts about. So whether he comes on lap two or lap four or lap six, we will figure this out off air. But Doubt and Tom, you will be on the podcast. We will, yeah, we will later. coordinate it, and I'm fucking stoked. Awesome, yeah. Definitely. My would. favorite I thing about Zack Attack still is that we found Liam basically through Twitter. And exactly. Liam's now our friend. Now we have Doubt and Tom. Yeah. You know, every podcast I want one internet friend. DT. DT. Can he be DT, DT not DK? DT, DK. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I'm sold. I, I would love to have you as a guest on, so I would love to hear your thoughts on the movies. I'm sure that you have a different perspective than we do. Would be great for me, so do it. The next email we have is from Nassim Batman. Subject line, Nassim. Nassim Batman? Who is this? Email is blank. It just says, sent from my iPhone in Hebrew. Nassim Batman? This is what it says. I just put the I just put what it says in the Discord chat. That's what it looks like. That's the entire email. It just says sent from my iPhone. I just did Google Translate, sent from my iPhone. What the hell so, is this? Don't know if he meant to email us. Don't know if he didn't mean to email us. <laughs> if not, that's awesome. Email. Somebody somebody somehow found family at cageclub.me and sent you a virus. That's incredible. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, very cool. And super in cool. I wonder who the fuck that is. Don't know. NASA okay. Batman. NASA Batman. Good job. Thanks for cool. emailing us nothing. Last email we have from superfan Jenny McMullen. Oh, thanks, Jenny. This came in literally as we were recording this episode tonight. Oh, wow. Really? Yes. So I have cool. not read it yet. Okay. Let's read it read together. We have the first time on air. 
Subject line is cat pics. I think she means car pics because there are car pics in the email. But well, I like cat pics too. So. Subject line cat pics. I mean, we we know that Jenny loves her cats. I, you know, I she's have got two a cat, cats. Ricky. I have two uh, we've cats. talked about your cats. We talked about my cat. Cats yeah. all around. Cat pics, car pics, whatever you want to send, Jenny. We love it. Thank you for writing. Go read. Go read Joey's uh, host bio on cageclub.me <laughs> that I wrote. Yep. There's a little. Yep. There's a little nod to cats in there too. Yep. Okay. That's how they're going to outlive me. She says, Hi guys, I was just listening to the latest Zack Attack episode on the way home, and I am pulled over at a rest area to send you this email because I know you'll be recording late tonight. So I love that Jenny knows that our so recording sweet. schedule, and she was That's like, so I need to pull over. I'm going to wait to get home later so that I can email these guys. So We really appreciate you, it. Thank you. No, we really do. Thank you. You, I'm glad that you pulled over and didn't just text and drive. I want you to stay safe and send many more emails. Okay. Uh, That was very safe of you. Good job. She says, this is another car my husband restored. It took a couple years, but he just finished it and drove it down to Yuma, Arizona last month. And then she tells me what it is. So he restores more than one car. That's cool. I guess a lot of these guys, I guess, yeah, I guess a lot of these guys, like my dad's done a couple, so it makes sense. They'll like that. The, the whole point, for at least for my dad, is that it's, like, the chase. You know what I mean? Like, once you finish it, you're kind of, like, you're done, and, like, that's not as fun anymore. I want to know, Jenny, can you write in, if you if you want, write in next month, and let us know what your husband does with these cars. Like, does he, like, give them the friends? Does he keep them? Does he sell, sell them? them? Like, what, like that... what, what drove him to do this? Because, like, the cars I'm looking at right now are beautiful. The car that he did last time was beautiful. Like, Gorgeous, what yeah. he, what's the story behind this? Like, is he doing it? Did he grow up with cars? Like, just tell us about... What caused, or what 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 drives him? For, Literally, wink, wink, not uh, What drives? Him? I like it. That was not intentional, but it just sort of happened. For my dad, he just to explain like my dad's logic on this is he bought. Um, he wanted to have the same car he had when he was like 16, right? Gotcha. And he had yep. an old Oldsmobile Cutlass, and so his thing was, it's like he was trying to find a Cutlass that reminded him of his first car. Gotcha. And he wanted like the same engine and like everything that he had, so he started out with like this old Cutlass, and then he restored that. From there, he bought some other cars. And then you're kind of, like, once you're, like, in this world, you meet, like, you know, when you're looking for parts and shit like that, you meet, like, a lot of other guys that are, like, involved in this. And so then he would find, like, another old Oldsmobile because everybody knew that he loved old Oldsmobiles. And then he got, like, one of these and his friends restored it for him. And then they, like, sell the car just to buy, like, a new car, get money for parts for a new car. And it's just, like, a never-ending cycle for my dad, at least, that, like, what he's doing. Yeah. He had sold his Cutlass... And I thought that it was gone, but the shady man that he is, he, like, sold it and just, like, told me it was gone for a while. And then when I went back to visit not too long ago, it was, like, in the basement. I was like, did you get the colors back? He's like, oh, yeah, I bought it back, like, a couple months ago. <laughs> and I was like, you didn't tell me about it? He's like, no. That's, like, that's oh, a pretty yeah. big thing. You, you walked me through that basement, didn't you? I remember that yeah. now. Like, we went through, yeah, 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 Was the Cutlass there? I don't remember. I just remember, I like, a, so. a basement with a lot of cool cars. Yes, exactly. And so, like, when I went back there, I was, like, looking through the basement. I was like, why the fuck is the Cutlass here? And he's like, oh, yeah, I bought it back. So he had, like, sold it and then bought it back because, like, that was his baby for sure. But I was like, you shady bastard. Like, how did you... <laughs> How did you sell this and then buy it back and not tell me? Like, Okay, so this is... I'm ready. Are we playing? A car game. Yes. Thank you, Jenny, for playing 
car game. Go ahead. I'm going to give you the country of origin as an American car. Okay. And I'm going to describe it. And you're going to get five yes or no questions if you need them, and then we're going to go from there. Okay. okay? Uh, it is red. I hope that helps. Thanks. Keller is always super helpful. So now she gave me hints. I think I would describe it this way too, but it's sort of. I mean, I don't know if I want to. So okay. So here's a, here's a question for you. Okay. Is the goal for you to get it easily, or do you want to make it sort of challenging for you? Like, what's the goal with this game? I don't know what the goal of this game is. Just to get it right, man, because okay. it's hard. So okay. I mean, like, don't make it too easy. Don't give me like the super like if you're like, oh yeah, like don't give me the easy ones first. No, no, like... no, no, no. But she she gives me in the email a description, which is actually sort of what I would describe it as. She calls it like. A a, a kind of a car truck hybrid. I would call it the car, a sort of a car with like an open extended trunk. Is it a Chevelle? No. Did, hold on. She. No. It's an El Camino. Sorry. It's an El Camino. Yes. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said Chevelle, but I meant El Camino. Yes, that's exactly what it is. And that's awesome. Dude, El Caminos are so cool. It's a red one, though? It is a red one. She said, you might guess a Ford Ranchero, which is another similar type of car. El Caminos and are then so she classic. Said, okay, so now here. This is a question for you. This is a, a little another little bit of tidbit from Jenny uh, to sort of give you a little bit to sort of to test your, test your knowledge, test your mettle. Go ahead. If you really know your stuff... I'm supposed to mention to you that it has double headlights on the front. Do you know what year that means it's from or no? No, I would have no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess. Fuck. I don't even know when they made them. Uh, Seventy-four. Seventy. It's nineteen seventy. So I'm gonna put that is here. so cool. Let yep. me see it. Um, my dad's Cutlass was a nineteen seventy as well, and then he had like a seventy one Monte Carlo, and he had a fucking well, he had like an eighty four Oldsmobile. Oh, dude, this is badass. Right, I like this red color too. It's like a it, it's not like Ferrari red. It's like more classic. It's like cherry deep, red, cherry stuff. red, cherry apple, yeah. candy apple red type situation. In that second picture, it kind of looks more maroon, but I like that color in the sunlight. The no, yeah, it was like just in the it's red. just in the shade here. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Cool. and it's like at um one of these like classic car classic car kind of things we used to have these in pittsburgh my dad never took his cars to these he should have he should have probably went to like more of these like fun car things but he just like leaves his in his basement where nobody can see it which is like not any of the fun of it but yeah this is pretty awesome my only thing about the i don't know anything about el camino your husband does beautiful work by the way this is like now the second one that we've seen that's fucking awesome number one the black keys have a song called or no they have an album called el camino i think which is a good album they do which i have on vinyl they do number two one of my favorite if not my favorite burger place in austin texas is called casino el camino which is sort of this dive bar type of place on sixth street which is the college bar area and they have you know old movies on TVs in there and they have sort of like punk rock and like metal and stuff music on the loudspeaker and delicious burgers and it's called Casino El Camino so if you're in Austin check that out there's some burger like the Amarillo burger I think which is like a spicy burger delicious what's the fucking when I think of El Camino I think of the western cowboy bang 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 who what's his name Clint Eastwood really what was the movie with the El Camino didn't he have a movie with an El Camino Gran oh, Torino Gran sorry Torino. yeah 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 sorry yes yes that's sorry. what I was Sorry. Yes, Sorry. I was thinking of the Gran Torino. That's what I was thinking of. Cool. Yep. Well, that's all of our email. Thank you, Jenny and Doubting Thank Tom you for sending us Gar Game. Gar Game. Story, Mike Manzi. And Doubting Thomas, man. Doubting Thomas, the, the wokest day. <laughs> that still gets me, dude. That was pretty good. I like this. I, I really like uh, modern hip-hop kind of influenced yeah. nonsense. And I love puns, too. So, yeah. yeah wokest day. I better have to drop that on someone at work. My, um, like, one of my coworkers, I think his dad's in Opus Day. He's, like, super 
into that. And it's like a really big thing. He's he's from Colombia, so I think that his dad's an Opus Day, and I'm gonna go mention this to him tomorrow. Cool. The next segment that we have, we have two other things left. The, the next one is the cool. last and next recording that we did. Okay. So the last thing that we recorded, we it feels like we just recorded it because I just finished editing it, was the boyfriend material episode of The Nice Guys, the Ryan Gosling, Russell Crowe movie, The Nice Guys, which is Which had Resident Story Mike Mancy on it. Absolutely. I don't remember what my guess of what the movie was going to be about was, but it was not that. What was it? The Mormon Bible salesman? Yes. Canadian Mormon Mormons. Salesman. Yep, but you, you it's got not about Canadian Mormons. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely not. We also recorded in the last month a bonus episode of Zack Attack for The Disaster Artist. So if you like Zach Efron, if you like James Franco, if you yeah. like Tommy Wiseau, go check True. that out. We might disappoint you with how much we do not like the movie, but it's a, I think no, it's a good No, we talked episode. through it, though. We, we talked about, it wasn't that we just didn't like the movie, it was that we were, what we wanted from it, and what we got from it, and what the book was about. It was a good one. We also recorded in the last month the, what was the last chanting we did? We did it was Supercross, right? Yeah, I think so. Which was thematically relevant to what we're talking about here, so go check out Because it Supercross. is much like a Fast and the Furious movie, right? Isn't that what we said the whole time? That yeah. It was like set up like it was going to be a Fast and the Furious movie, so. The next thing we're recording is the next episode of Magic Mike's, which is a guide to recognizing your saints, Ragazzi, yeah. <laughs> where it is Shia LaBeouf and Channing Tatum in a movie from the 1980s, which you yes. do not know about, but you already made your guesses, so come back for that. And then we're going to the next Boyfriend Material episode we're doing is The Big Short, which is about the housing crisis, and then come back in one month from today for Fast and Furious 6 with the longest airplane runway in movie history yes i'm so excited we get the we start we get the beginning of the plane scene in this one right doesn't it not finish until seven never mind i'm not gonna ruin anything i'm just gonna wait for it no spoilies no spoilies all right so the last segment that we have on the show is something you might know is this ain't no 10 second race say no 10 second race oh i forgot we get to play this boy do we have a podcast for you oh god yes i'm so glad we get to play this Man. So I'm looking at your tweet from last time. You tweeted at Ross Branson, Red Tooth Bartender on Twitter, who said, I use energy, brain power, and time to do it. I ranked the Fast and Furious films. This person ranked all of them. His num- his or her number one was Fast Five, so I feel like that is a correct order. Unfortunately, our response to him went unnoticed. Dead. <laughs> All right, Fair but this is no 10-second race, so if we get any love, any traction on that in the future, it still counts. When we're famous for this, yep. they're going to be... Well, when you're famous, they want you to do it. Exactly. Yeah, I... exactly. Oh, right, I forgot about this. So the person I tweeted to was at Sarcastic Bagara, which I think just he tweeted something about either Vin Diesel or The Rock or something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, no, no. It was Paul Walker. Why aren't you in the new movie? Or something like that. Remember? Because you're like sarcastic or <laughs> yeah. or whatever. This is fun. Account suspended. So not only... <laughs> wow. Not only did he not respond... But he's not even a Twitter account anymore. Damn. Neither of us won, but I certainly did not win. All right. So now we need to come up with find each of us, each of us to find a tweet. Oh God, I'm. I just started looking, and there's. So I'm gonna say this because I just need to voice it to you because I think you're gonna see it soon. I typed in Fast and Furious right now, yep. and apparently, like somehow, Fast and Furious is the name of something that the alt right is going ham on, like currently. Like within the past couple hours, 
and it involves... Oh, James Woods is tweeting about it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a name that they're talking about for gun running that involves Benghazi and Pizzagate. So we might want to redirect our our search a little bit somewhere else. Oh, I got one. I got one. I got got, got a tweet to... I got a tweet to... I hope it's not the same thing as mine. Oh, fuck. I mean, mine is D Money. Money okay, sign, not, money sign, money. Okay. I'm sending this to you on Discord. That's the tweet that you need to chase. D money at Dave New World underscore. His tweet was watching the Fast and the Furious where they chase a plane for 20 minutes. Either this runway is 30 miles long, or they're comically driving around in circles. I thought that was super appropriate considering we're doing Fast Six next. Yep. Dave Money, D Money, boy. Do we have a podcast for you? And his picture is Charlie Kelly from Always Sunny in Charlie Goes America All Over Everyone's Asses. So that's a great, great thing. Oh, his bio says he was retweeted by Worldstar. So cool. Catch my number <laughs> special in 2020. So I like this guy already. Boy, do we have a podcast for you. Cageflow.me slash Too Fast Too Forever. Hashtag his too his fast Twitter too banner is, is just a bunch of weed leaves. leaves. So here is my tweet. This is the one I'm going for. It is from Jay at Jinchura King, and this is something that, uh, it's a joke that I've seen bandied about a little bit on Twitter recently. I have too. His tweet is, if the catchphrase after the next Fast and Furious isn't quote, Fast 10 your seatbelts, I'm going to be a very disappointed. So I said, boy, do we have a podcast for you. For you. Link, hashtag 2FastRiver, hashtag 2F2F, hashtag Fast and Furious. Perfect. In the 10 second race, we are in this zero for zero. zero for No, we're, we're more than zero for zero. We're zero for a, a few. I meant but, zero and zero, not zero for zero. Yes, Sorry. zero and zero. That is definitely a good way to look at it. No leads early in the race. That's it. I think that's, I think that's all the games we have. Is that any other, do we have any other segments? We do not, so. No, we do not. Any parting thoughts about Fast Five before we wrap up? Another no, other than I'm, I'm excited to re-rank these because it's going to be really rowdy. Definitely. I think it's going to be difficult. Like, I wonder if it's going to be like a bell curve where like it gets difficult to rank them and then eventually it gets really easy because like, I can't fucking stand X, Y, or Z. You know what I mean? Like Exactly. Yeah, I think so. But I feel like we're going to get into a sweet spot in the next you know, lap or two where it's just like, oh, I love all of these. They're all my babies. This is a real Sophie's Choice. And then yeah. a few more times from then, we're going to be like, oh, very clearly, I do not like this, this, and this. So, who knows? But yeah, I knows? do love this movie. I'm glad that you love this movie. You know, through five, it's this and three. I still have this, I think, at my number one. Man, do I love this franchise. Any other thoughts or no? No, that's it. That's cool. all I have to say. So for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you can go to cageclub.me or facebook.com slash cageclub or facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever or at cageclubpod on Twitter. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Send us your pictures of cars. Jenny, yeah, thanks I for all the emails to tonight, guys. Yes. Thanks for all the emails tonight, guys, from everyone. I appreciate you, Mike Manzi. Shout Dowdy out Thomas, Downton Tom. Shout Jenny. out the Historian. Shout out Jenny. Jenny, I would love to hear more about your husband's history, what he's doing these car restorations for, if he just loves them, if this is a business. You know, I am fascinated by these beautiful cars. Love to learn more. Same. Really cool. Go to iTunes. Go to wherever you listen. Rate, review, subscribe. Let people know. Shout out Wokest Day for sharing us with his <laughs> audience. We will have and you we'll on have you sooner on. rather than later. Amen. But yeah, so we have three more movies in this lap. We are officially now more than halfway done with lap one. But as soon as lap one ends, lap two begins. So <laughs> exactly. Gonna go on forever. Forever. I'm Joey Lewandowski. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Give us one more shout out to our sponsor. Five can do the work of 50. Thank you, Snap-on Tools. For uh, this nice little gift basket we got here. I appreciate it. Snap on tools for all of your engine building and hand to hand combat needs.
Snap-on. Shout-out Snap-on. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time on Too Fast, Too Forever. Yeah!